Yo, what's up, Mr. P? What's going down, Mr. DJ Marvin? Dude, not much, man. I am super excited. We are, man, uh, 11 days from an airplane ride. From the Deland Air Show. So I have finally gotten my head wrapped around the air show, not the road trip. I finally can call it you the proper name. I don't care. It doesn't matter. The I'll, air show I'll, is so much more fun. I'll know what you mean, though. But it's so much more silly. So that brings us to tonight's sponsor. Uh, this trip has so many facets to it, and it's so complicated, and I cannot thank the folks at Performance Designs enough. Do you know what PD's doing for us? PD is supplying us with a space to conduct our interviews and have the show. I mean, ultimately, I am getting or we are getting a rent-free space for a week. Performance Designs is throwing up a conference room for us to use. We're going to show up on a Monday. We're going to set up shop. We're going to test the show out that Monday to make sure all our equipment is made it intact or we have to go to Guitar Center to buy some parts. Uh, and then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we are running the show. Friday, we pack up and get the heck out of Dodge. But it's sure going to be nice to be part of such a, uh, a great facility, man. I'm a, I'm almost as excited to do the to do the tours as I am to do the the shows with with these kind of crazy guests. I've done a few of these tours and some of them a couple times, and I'm with you, dude. I cannot wait to see them. Um, I, I've done the PD tour as uh, a guy with 500 jumps and knew nothing and a guy with tons of jumps and, and one of their sponsored athletes. And honestly, the tour was no different except for my level of understanding. And this time going back, I think I'll even t- it's, it's the fucking coolest thing. Did you know you can take a PD canopy, grab it by the center rib, pull it inside out. And at the very, very back of that center rib, you're going to find little pukas, little holes, like little pinprick holes. I've seen the holes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And every now and then in the packing room, I'll do that to somebody's PD canopy. I'm like, watch you this. Know, you know, I was actually able to see it uh, when I was in Cluiston just a couple weeks ago. Someone had their canopy hanging up and the light was sh- shining through it. And the uh, canopy was uh, light enough and the, the cross braces... Uh-huh. Uh, I, I'm not sure what part they were even on, actually. It seemed like it was on the, the back edge of a, of a rib. You could see those mm-hmm. holes. Yep. And, uh, man, it, it, it looks neat. It looks like part of the matrix yeah. a little bit. It's the back, for, for what you're looking at, it's the very, very back of the center rib. Mm-hmm. And if the campy's laying or hanging up, that center rib kind of lays flat so you can see it. And every, if I remember right, every single piece of the canopy is made with those, and it's actually sewn in together. We'll get her in a second. It's <laughs> sewn in together. Our, our guest just showed up for everyone that's yeah. listening. Yeah, so we're rolling a quick ad. KDP is here, and we're going to knock her out in a minute. But so every panel has that, and it's a code that tells them exactly what canopy this is. So if your serial number wears off, they lose a part, they can associate it all together, they can get it all together, and, and they can make it again. Performance designs and their attention to detail is that high level. And I just can't wait to be there, can't wait to, to see the factory, and can't wait to share with the Performance Designs family uh, uh, some time because really they, they've shared a lot with us as skydivers. They've given us a lot of opportunities with canopies, man. Do you know what they're building right now? No. A brand new 71 Valkyrie for me, a hybrid. Dude. It's white and pink. Oh, man. I, it's I, real sexy looking. I'm super excited. I don't think I've actually... You, you show me like several versions. Had, have I seen I the decide, I'm not sure if you did. I'll have to show you. So how far? How hard was it for you to design that set? And uh, I went through maybe four or five iterations. Yeah. I want to go with how hard it is because they have a phenomenal canopy designer. You just texted KDP, right? You told I did, yeah. Ignore it. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the canopy designer, how was that interaction man, for you? Man, it's really fun. Uh, I like that you can expand it and you can color every single part individually if you want. 
and then you can con- contract uh, contract it back. And even like what I like about the white canopies and the designer is that you can still see all the internal pieces through the white like you can in real life. So man, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's even fun to just play and make canis like fantasy canopies that you're never actually going to order, or that you got to talk your friends into ordering. So it's a lot of fun. Yeah, and you might not be ready to order a cross brace, but if you go on and order one, it's just so cool. And what Nick you, is, you can design any canopy yeah. on there, though, right? Yeah, it's called an exploded view. So literally, take your canopy and explode it, so you see every single panel. And then you reconstruct it. it. It gets sewn back together after you do it. And it's real neat because you can click on each panel. You can say color this entire cell, all the components. You can say just the top skin, just the bottom skin. It really is very easy to use. And then once you do it, drag it around at any angle. Yeah, and even just playing with it, I think, helps you understand the construction of your of your canopy better if you, if you haven't seen it before. Yeah. If you're in the DeLand area, go to Performance Designs. Check them out. Their tour is phenomenal. Nick and I will share it, and Justin will share more about that in the future. But till then, go to performancedesigns.com. If you need a demo canopy, go directly to them, 50 bucks. They get it to you right away. The demo crew is super helpful, super awesome folks. Do not be offended if they check in with your local canopy coach because they want to make sure they're giving good, fair, safe canopies. Um, They've done it with me a lot. I get regular messages, and, and I've only once said that guy shouldn't get that canopy, but that guy also probably shouldn't use me as a reference. So check them out, hitperformancedesigns.com. Tonight's guest, Katie P. We need to hit up. We need to go answer the door. Guys and gals, she is one of the smartest, one of the most free-spirited, one of the most eclectic people I think I've ever met. She speak a Chinese. She speak a Chinese. Big old round <laughs> eye white girl. Guys and gals, enjoy Miss Katie P. I'm the target of a meat missile going 150 miles an hour plus. That got really exciting. All <laughs> I'm doing canopy safety. Um, I drive like an Asian, so I don't know if it's the most appropriate thing ever. I'm killing it. Utah, give me two. You are listening to Gravity Lab Radio, hosted by DJ Marvin and Nicholas Lott. Produced by Justin Grubbs. Have we talked about skydiving the whole time? Come on. Lady... And gentlemen, we are live. Miss Katie P, how we are? It's been a minute since I've done this. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's happening. Does it seem like it's happening? It feels good to me. Does it feel good for you? Uh-huh. Katie, can you feel it? I can feel it. Am I've, I am I are we there? I can feel it. I've had better if I'm being honest. <laughs> I can feel it. So KDP, uh, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. Guys and gals, if you've tuned in tonight, first of all, KDP is our guest. She is a great friend. She's a wonderful human being. Um, we will talk maybe a little bit about skydiving. We're gonna really shoot the shit. We're gonna talk and we're gonna have a good time. If your children are listening, stop this right now, put them to bed. This is definitely an NC seventeen show. <laughs> Katie is by far one of my smartest friends, Aww. one of my nicest friends, one of my most eclectic friends, and one of my most crude friends, and the reason I love her so much. Oh. So all that being said, <laughs> fucking put your kids to bed. This is not meant for the faint of heart. If you get sick to your stomach, change a channel right now. I'm going to keep everything so PG now. Perfect. Oh, please don't. <laughs> I, I, Dude, I would be blown away if you could. You would explode. Yeah. <laughs> so what you been up to lately? Man, I've been living life, baby. I don't know if you've noticed, but as we see each other at the DZ, I've had my interactions very limited with you. Uh-huh. I haven't asked you much about life. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were just busy. Oh, I am. I am commonly busy, and I use that sometimes as a veil. But Nick taught me a really neat trick, and it was actually about video production with what he does in interviews. 
and he was avoiding a person on the drop zone and he said, I want to avoid them because the first time they tell me their story, they will tell it to me real and as embellished as possible. The second time they know I've heard it, so they bring it down a little bit. The third time, then they're really just like super tame about it. <laughs> so I didn't want to hear any of your travels, any of your stories because cool. I wanted you to be as big and as bold as your haircut is tonight. Yeah, it is <laughs> full, full lesbian. Just like my life. Are you, are you going to show it off? All right. You're going to uh, let this I mean, flow? Let's see. Wait, hold on. You got to get the whole side profile. Where's the camera? Here, it's right here. Lean into this this little one right on top okay. of the speaker there. Yeah. So yeah, that's it. Katie. Okay, lower. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. When, see, I think the mullet's saving you a little bit. Dude, I know. The mullet is the best. I know. I no one can hear what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, no one can hear cool. what you say, but we're good. So <laughs> one of the uh, the description when I actually wrote this profile or when I wrote this ad is the first times the words majestic AF were ever spoken is when KDP's doctor brought her into this world. You're goddamn right. And I was referring partially to your effing mullet. Yeah, how good's the mullet? Man, when I first <laughs> got it, it was so good because my friend Anders, he's this Norwegian guy and he's a hair artiste, if you will. And he was like the only person I, I trusted him and like one other people to, in the world to give me a mullet because I wanted to have a mullet, but I still wanted to be fuckable with a mullet, you know. <laughs> so that's I, that's my dream, really. Yeah, so I know. I'm because glad that you put, you put those words out into the world. Yeah, and I was like, okay, like I still I gotta get laid every now and then, you know what I mean? Like fuck. And then so I I had him give you know, me a mullet. I, I honestly can't imagine like a dude that I know being like. Yeah, man, I was totally going to fuck her, but then she had a mullet when she pulled the hat off, and it was a total boner kill. I know, because you only know awesome people. Uh, maybe. Yeah. But I think why. I think it's going to work out. Oh, yeah, it's it's been pretty... It's been okay. I mean, it it's has been... It's been hitting. What's it's up? It's been hitting. What's up? What's up, boys? No, just kidding. Not really, but I mean, you, every now and then, if I'm lucky. Have you seen what guys will sleep with? Yeah. Anything that says yes. Yeah. <laughs> I Thank mean, God. Yeah. Thank what? fucking God. <laughs> <laughs> but what when I did when I I forced him to give me this mullet, I was like, "Honors, you have to cut my hair." And he was like, "Okay, like blah blah blah." And I was like, "No, I want a mullet." And he was like, "No, I can't do that." And he was like, "This is my profession. People will know." And I was like, "You have to." And I forced him, and at first it looked so bad. It was just like, "Oh!" And I looked in the mirror. I was like, "Oh, what have I done?" And then we just kept, it took like two hours, and he had to like drink the whole time because he was stressed. He was like smoking a million cigarettes. Like, oh my god, I can't believe I'm giving this poor girl a mullet. <laughs> And then it worked out really good. And then I got laid <laughs> recently after. In this, in, so right when I got it, I was during Extreme Sports Week in Voss, which is this. You know, epic week. hold on. Can I just wait? Point I this have out? to finish the story. I just want to okay. uh, like just just acknowledge you and your greatness for a second. I don't think we've ever gotten into fuck stories this quick no. with any guests. So. <laughs> Thank you for being the female you're, guest. Who you're right welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. Continue, please. Hashtag female John Barry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, John Barry. Um, so anywho, well, I was, it was around Extreme Sports Week. So then I got it and I was so excited because it looked so good when I first got it. I was running around. I was like, still fuck them all. Still fuck them all. Yes. And then I was getting laid and the dude stopped mid bone. Mid bone he stops and says, totally still fuck a with a mullet. He was French. <laughs> and I was like, thanks. Do you want to get married? I love you. So when's the wedding? Um, You know, a year or so. Good. Well, congratulations. Thanks. Good to hear about your proposal. Yeah. So anyway, this mold's pretty cool. On point? It's fuckable. It's fuckable. Dude, you, you just got really close to wearing a cup of coffee. I think Nick saw the moment I was <laughs> I like, okay, 
compose. I started ignoring the conversation because I had a hut, hut, hut mouth of coffee. In my face. I was like, oh, she's going to wear a bunch of warm yeah. fluid on her face. But honestly, how good is that's the best thing anybody's ever said to me during sex. It's like he could yeah. tell I was God. self-conscious about it. And Did then he just wanted to re- make it even better. For yeah. You? And I was like, oh, my God, you're the best. <laughs> I love you. Hey, you have a Norway flag. Oh, my God. My That's new- not my flag. Don't look at me and say you that. You have a Norway yeah, flag. You know this is my house, I know, right? but Nick's there. Okay. You're there, um, so. so several years ago, a bunch of years ago, uh, probably somewhere around 10 or 12 now, a group of Norwegians came to Houston. Oh, Mox's group, the Skywalkers. Um, yes. And uh, at that point, we, I did two different years with them. At that point, uh, some Norwegian free flyers, and actually specifically a guy named Marius, Marius Sutberg. Oh, cool. Uh, Marius did a lot of training with me. I trained him as an AFF instructor. And then the next year, a guy who you probably don't know because he is Swedish. Excuse me, Fucking Norwegian. Sweet. Oh, yeah. But he lives in Denmark and is on the Danish four-way team it? now. Who is it? Uh, rookie is what his Never goes by, but Chell Norden. Kachel, Chell Norden. Um, and he brought that flag from a bunch of Norwegians. So I actually have a, a pretty group, a pretty decent group of Norwegians in my history. Man, I and love Norwegians. They're the they're best, aren't they? Phenomenal people. I love Norwegian, And I'm just going to go ahead and say that they're all my best friends now because... I love Norwegians. Oh, I've not met a Norwegian who won't let you feel that way. God, and, they're the best. So for me, and, they're and so weird. You kind of talk shit about Chell or or, or or rookie going to Denmark, but really the Danes are the same way. LB Altimeters is is from Denmark, and man, Nick, how do you feel about the hospitality of the Danish folk you met? Man, I was blown away by the hospitality. Did of you those guys Danish go folks. to Denmark or did no, they come we, here? They uh, had a booth at PIA. Mm. I went to PIA oh, for the first so time. Cool. DJ uh, works their booth, and uh, they spoiled the shit out of us. Man, that's awesome. I know um, Louise. Louisa, she's pretty cool. I don't know her, but I know. Who. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've been to a few events with her. She's the biggest sweetheart in the world, so I can't imagine what her family's like. Man, the even, whole, they must be even sweeter. The whole it's they, they treat you like royalty, and so when er, early on in my re- relationship with LB Altimeters, I was a sponsored athlete who just got an Aldebar Altimeter. I just just I was very nobody to them, and I met them and I thanked them and I said thank you guys for what you've done for me. No, no, no! It is us who must thank you. Oh. Without you, we cannot do any of this. For you, thank you. It does, it you sound Japanese. That oh, accent oh, was oh, totally on I, point, oh, by the way. Oh, oh, Never Me. mind. Yeah, you, you have a small penis. That's okay. Yeah. Um, and I said it like I was eight years, uh, eight years old. I, I left Japan when I was a child. Uh-huh. So uh, a friend of mine, Aki. I don't know if you've ever met her. She likes to tease and joke me. She's like, when I hang out with you, it's like I'm back in like seventh or eighth grade because number one, that's when you left Japan. So you know all the same cartoons I know. You know all the same growing up things I know. But number two. You speak like you're an eighth grader because <laughs> all the Japanese I know. It's because you're stupid, idiot. But yeah, it's true too. So she loves to make fun of me. My sister actually still speaks Japanese. She she'll speak Japanese with my mom and my aunt. They all live in the same area. Oh, that's nice. So she actually, I don't think Debbie would consider herself fluent, but you would be confused to think she wasn't. She's she's like you. You don't think yourself. So, you don't you you talk down on your Mandarin. Oh, it's gotten worse. But the Chinese folk who come here think you are a god. That's just because my accent's good. Yeah. That's the only, like, no other, like, foreigners have good accents. But my, I just have a really, I can only say, like, this much. 
Can That's what that? I'm with you though, world? because Japanese people will tell me the same thing. Your Japanese is way better than you think. I said no, my accent's yeah. way better than you yeah. think. Because I grew up as a child there, so I know the accent. That and my eyes make me talk that way. Like when your eyes pull your cheekbones up, you talk very funny. You cannot help it. Jap- so, yeah. Katie, how, how did you come to know Chinese? What what motivated um, you to learn Chinese? I learned it in high school because it was offered, and I thought it was more <laughs> unique than doing anything else. And I was like, oh, I'm going to be a special individual. I'm going to learn Chinese. Fuck it. And that seemed really hard. And I, I like, I like, <laughs> this is so stupid. When I was younger, everyone always used to think I was really stupid. So I like doing really, really hard things and be like, ha who's stupid now? So then I learned Chinese just to spite everybody. Isn't but that pathetic? You've used it though, right? Yeah, kind of. I mean, I was really into it for a while. Like I was super into Asian culture when I was younger. And then, I mean, now I don't really care too much about you I, want some asian I, culture into you girl how you oh doing? goddamn right baby <laughs> I, I don't know if i invented this memory or if this is exactly how it went down but i feel like i discovered the fact that you spoke chinese when you were like facetiming a chinese student and tutoring them on like their calculus or something does that sound like a situation no you've been in? maybe no i don't well, <laughs> no, cause, maybe because in houston i was way more current with chinese I definitely wasn't. I don't think that happened. I'm pretty sure that happened. You were FaceTiming with somebody and speaking Chinese. Maybe I was like helping them something else, though. Maybe helping my one Chinese of our was better than inbound now students. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, because that's how I learned you spoke Mandarin. I think is what you speak, right? Yeah, that was great. If I was a smarter, more um, a person that cared about business and making money, then I'd definitely make a little business of. Being like, hey, Chinese people, come down here and we can fucking yeah. teach you things. I was walking through the drop zone one day and I heard this Chinese gal. And I looked over and I saw Katie in Chinese guys. And I'm like, which one of those dudes talks like a bitch? <laughs> and this little white girl without a mullet at the time started talking. I'm like, oh my God, Katie's fucking Chinese, <laughs> I know. I, it's, the, it's one of my party tricks. It blows everybody's mind because it's like, whoa, but... And the one thing I noticed is you you sounded Chinese. Like I I can't do yeah, the accent. Yeah, I, I but learned it the joke. I learned like the the cultural idioms and things to say and stuff early on. So that because I really wanted to sound like a Chinese person. Because when you're bargaining and stuff like that, if you like when you're at markets and stuff and you go to bargain and you sound like you're kind of con- like you're learning Chinese, they're not gonna lo- they lower the price a little bit. But if you sound like a Chinese person and you like add some attitude with it, then they're like, oh my God, I'm sorry. It's only 10 bucks instead of 500. I'm sorry. You know better. You're not one, you're not one of them. You're yeah. one of us. I'd be like, excuse me, who the fuck do you think you're talking to? <laughs> Have you seen this mullet? Yeah. Totally fuckable. Totally fuckable. <laughs> so you just took Chinese on a whim. Yeah, I mean, it was like you had to t- take a language, and I was just uninterested in everything else, really. I took, f- uh, so I, I went to high school in Hawaii where there's no foreign language requirement. I moved to California my last year of high school where they said, oh, you have a foreign language requirement. I'm in San Diego, so what am I going to take? Spanish, because I'm in San Diego, and I sign up for Spanish, and nope, everybody signs up for Spanish. All you have is French. Uh, so I t- oh, I'm trying to learn French right now, and I fucking hate French. I hate it. Dude. It's the worst. It's so hard. If there's anybody out there that speaks French and wants to help me, please. What what how's what do you take for an approach to learning this okay. new language? You doing so I'm taking, what are you doing? I'm taking French pretty seriously because I want to become European now. No offense, all you Texans. It's not that I hate America. It's just everything I like to do is legal over there, okay? And everything's easier. Anyway, <laughs> so I'm doing um I do Duolingo. Uh I do Pimsler which is like listen and repeat kind of stuff. Like 
Where is the bathroom? Don't just all on you. I see. I only know. I only know that. Say it's not I know. <laughs> so I do that on my drives to work, which are a million hours long. Um, and then I do. There's this program called News and Slow Spanish or News and Slow French, and it's really nice because they like have a they have a really nice section for beginners. And I don't know if it's the best, but they have a really nice interface. Um, and it's they have like a clear laid out progression. You know what I mean? It's like do this, 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 and that's what I need because I'm so scatterbrained. And then I've been like wa- listening to music and trying to like de- debunk it and like listening to Moulin Rouge. Yeah. And anyway, I've gotten nowhere and French is fucking hard because this, it, the written language and the spoken language aren't anything alike. You know, I was thoroughly entertained and learned a little bit of watching Simpsons episodes in Spanish. Cause, yeah, cause I've, I, got, I've gotten that suggestion. Have, have you tried it? Um, no, I want to find a show that's actually French because I want to find <laughs> something that's like uh, cult, like culturally relevant there. I, you know? I guess the, the helpful thing about like I used to watch Simpsons a lot as a kid, so I know most of the episodes. Mm. So I already know what they're actually talking about, so I can connect words that I hear in the story. Yeah, to, that's to good. What, to what they're saying. That's the only reason I like it. Yeah, I'm. I'm doing. I mean, it's a progress. It's a process. A very slow process it isn't going anywhere i feel like i think maybe you, i'm just too I hard think if you've learned chinese i think you're gonna get that but that thing. was when i was young you're smarter when you're young you know i've been I mean, partying for the past kinda. five years I've, like my brain cells have gone down down the drain <laughs> you know what i mean like, i don't i don't believe it i think you're gonna you're, you're gonna pick up that french how long, i better pick up French. how long have you been trying two months and what's the what's can you tell me that i'm okay. beautiful Oh, actually, okay. Tu es beau. Yeah, great. Perfect. <sighs> wow. Sold. <sighs> I can't believe I did that. Oh, yeah, I probably well, said it she, wrong. she probably just said you have a belly button. We like, just don't yeah, know for I sure. I do have a belly button, so she's still correct. <laughs> I um and, and how much do you actually get to use this French outside of what you're doing? No, nowhere. I mean I yeah, nowhere. So you really don't have a metric to know how good or bad you are. You've only been doing it for oh, two months. Oh, it's pretty. I mean, I just don't understand. I just don't understand it. It's so confusing. Like Spanish is so easy. Do French there's and Spanish verbs, are s- you conjugate them? It's this, this, and that. French is kind of the same, but there's like oh, but then it's like this when this happens and this and this. No, they're way more similar than you realize. They're both Latin based base uh, languages. There's things I know. Like I'm working on my Spanish just a little bit, mm-hmm. and it's so funny because my Spanish friends, I'll tell them like, okay, here's some words I know in uh, French. Here's some things I know in French. Like oh, perfect, change how you pronounce it. Yeah. Like Bibliotech. Man, you guys got to check out. Okay, this is the biggest thing I was going to say for learning languages. Everybody out there, language transfer. It's totally free and it's the fucking best. What is it? Language transfer. It's just this guy. He's a genius. And he does like, like for example, with Spanish and French, those are Latin based word languages and English is Latin based. Half of it's half of Latin based. So it just talks about the positive language transfer between English and these languages. So it's and it doesn't. It's not like memorize this and this and that. It's like gives you a method to think about how to actually say something. So, for example, words ending in al like normal becomes normal in Spanish. Yeah. And in French, and those are pretty much the same. And like words ending in asian, those are the same. So preparation becomes preparación. Yeah. C i o n. Preparación and language transfer. Transfer. And, and it's totally free, but it like it will cha- blow your fucking mind because it explains like why you do this and that, and it's like. It makes it so that you can like connect the dots and then figure it out on your own. 
I've recently learned like some of those tricks for Spanish, like I T Y is I D A D. Felicity is Felicidad. Mm-hmm. So, um, I Pedro, I don't know if you've met Pedro yet. Uh, excuse me, Venezuelan Pedro. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it, my Mineco. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have I met Pedro? So you're pretty much best friends. I love you, Pedro. I love you, Pedro. Where's you you've been. Where is the camera? There's only a few of them in here. There is a. So full disclosure for those of you who don't realize, KDP actually learned to skydive here in Houston. Spaceland Strong worked here in Spaceland. Spaceland Strong. I'm gonna go on a rant about that in a minute. Uh, so so Katie has a huge huge history with this, and I forget. Like I'm a Spaceland baby. There's so many people who've come and gone. I forget who does and doesn't overlap. And. As soon as I say it, you two, like, don't overlap. You completely coexist. We coexist. We are one. I love this Venezuelan stuff. You're you're like the white female Pedro with a mullet. Oh, God, Pedro's the best. Oh, he's he's super I can't wait to spend more time with him. I hate learning Spanish around Pedro. Yeah. I like learning Spanish around Darren. Do you know the difference? Mexican and Venezuelan? No. Pedro speaks Spanish like I speak English. Aaron? Is very yeah, methodical. she's chill. Oh, I love that woman. She's chill. She'll be back soon. She, cool. She she went to the motherland, oh, cool. to Mazatlan, and Mexico. Mexico, and was visiting back home for a while. And she should actually be back in the next week or so. I think she gets back right before we do the Great The Lander Show. I, I worked Did in I Mexico for a little bit. You nailed it. Yeah. Oh, I remember you working uh, in Mexico. I nailed yeah. it because it had a mullet. <laughs> what did you do? And where did you work in Mexico? I worked at Skydive Baja. Which is like coming from Spaceland, which is a very, you're very spoiled at Spaceland. Big planes, rules, it's safe. Structure. Structure. That's why I like And then say. I went to Skydive Baja, which was just like this guy, Fabricio, and his plane that he rented out in some shitty landing area that's like not a landing area. It was so, such a culture shock, if you will. So describe the not a landing area. Okay. It was like it was like the size of the triangle, which is still okay. Maybe a little bit bigger. The size of the triangle at Spaceland. Nick, can you give me some dimensions on that triangle since you run around it? Gosh, uh, the perimeter of it's about four hundred and sixty meters. So I don't know what that makes each length. Maybe each length of it's about a hundred and twenty-five. You're a math girl. Give me three hundred or how many? Yeah, not a math girl anymore, right? <laughs> Maybe one hundred and twenty-five meters on each side. Yeah. Jeez. So that gives us a, a landmark. So it's about that big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's about it was about that big, and then on the right side or whatever this side, there's like building and in, in construction, and then there's like it's tree lined all the way around with barbed wire fence, and then on the left side it dips down. There's like a ten foot drop because they're used, they were trying to make like a lake or something, you know, and then and there's like trees in the middle, and also where we take off is a altitude shift from where we land, and I didn't know that your altimeters reset. You know what I mean? I was pretty inexperienced when I went. I only had like 150 tandems. And I'm like, hi, uh, I don't speak Spanish. I've never done hand cam. I don't really, I've never really jumped out of a Cessna. Like, hello, please hire me. Like, I want a new experience. And so they did. (laughs) So then I get there. Oh, my God. I'm not even going to tell you the story since you were my examiner. Tell me the story. I don't mind one bit. Okay. So (laughs) we (laughs) we get there and like, okay, mind you. I was like two, I was pretty uncurrent. I hadn't jumped in like two months. Well, I'd fun jumped, but I've just been like boogieing and partying and stuff like that. And I was meant to go work in Puerto Rico with Francisco, but then her, Hurricane Maria happened. So then I just took whatever job would hire me and it was Scott of Mexico. So I was like, okay, this sounds cool. And then it was in Encinitas or Ensenada, Cal, um, Baja, California. 
or around there or something. Mm-hmm. And then I met up with the guy and he was like, okay, like meet me at this place in Tijuana. And I was like, okay, this sounds a little weird. And also like at the time he was like, yeah, we have like shared living solar panels, totally off the grid. It's like super communal, like all like a tiny house, all the things you'd say to like lure a little hippie girl in, you know, sounded fishy. It sounded fishy. And then I was like, maybe in Tijuana. And I was like, okay, like that's a little weird. I don't know why we in Tijuana is never the start of a good story. Yeah. I was like, I don't know why I would be meeting in Tijuana. This isn't where the, okay, but you know, whatever, whatever. I'm cool. I'm hip. Yep. It's fine. And so I meet him there and I was like, okay, totally normal. And then we start like walking around the downtown and we were like in the street with all the sex slaves and hookers and stuff. And I was like, okay, like this is. So it's not all bad. Yeah, no, it wasn't all bad. And I was like, well, if this drop zone doesn't work out, I at least know where to go to make some money. And then, (laughs) so, but anyways, I was like, okay, like we're going down like the ho street. Like I'm pretty sure you're going to kidnap me and turn me into a sex slave, but whatever. And then the first place he takes me to is a. Tijuana's most famous strip club, Hong Kong. And I was like, is this a strip club? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, you took me to a strip club for our first meeting? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, sick. <laughs> <laughs> so and then it was like, that was an interesting experience in itself. And then we go, we go to the place. We finally get to his house. And I'm like, woke up at like six in the morning. I was like, oh, okay. I'm going to be like ready for the day tomorrow. It's my first day of work, my new place. I'm going to be so prepared. And then they didn't get up until like two in the after, like one or two in the afternoon, I'm like starving. There was no food around. I was like, oh my God, like I need fucking food. So then there's like, okay, we don't have time to eat. Like we got to get to the thing and do the skydives. I was like, ah, like didn't eat. I'd never like, it was, everything was new. You know what I mean? We got there. It was so rushed. I was like, oh, like I didn't speak Spanish and I had the Spanish speaking person and she's big and fat. And I was like, great. I'm fucking uncurrent. I don't know anything. I'm like, she, he's like, there's the landing. I was like, do you have an aerial? He's like, no. I was like, uh, I was like, well, how do I exit out of the Cessna? Like, can you give me some pointers? Could we just do flips and then pull the drone? I was like, okay. So then I'm like trying to do a good job. We do some flips. I was like sick, pulled the drug. I was like, yeah, flips are cool because it's baseline. We only do poised exits. Well, generally, UPT doesn't allow (laughs) and doesn't want anybody to do flips for various reasons. Yeah. You're also, and I know regularly people do it. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I well, but the, I feel like it. out of a Cessna, you got to do flips. No, you don't. Well, I've got a lot a of lot. Cessna work. All right, that's fair. Yeah, you, you don't have to, um, but I'm not. I it, Back to it, tell your story because I don't care about the judge. I care about the fun story. Yeah, so anyway, we're like doing it. I'm like, okay, like hand cam. Like there's all these factors. I was freaking out. I was starving. I was like, okay, yeah, hand cam. I'm doing a good job. And then uh, I pull the thing. I like completely forget to undo her lowers. And then I'm like doing some practice flares. I was like, okay, like I think I got this. And then I'm trying to find the landing area. I have no idea where it is because I couldn't find anything. I finally found it. And then I'm doing like my pattern. I was like, I'm going to have a really nice conservative like 642 pattern. Do, 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 do. And I come in and like I started my finals like, oh man, I feel like I'm really high. But my altimeter says that I'm like this. So it's totally cool. And <laughs> I didn't realize there's a 200 foot difference. You know what I mean? So then anyway, I'm like, ah, so I'm like turning to avoid the barbed wire fence and tree line. And I just pound this bitch in. I swear to God, I flared all the way. I was like, flare, boom, pounded this bitch in. Oops. And then I was like, man, I pounded her in. Like, what the fuck? Completely didn't realize that I forgot the blacks. <coughs> I forgot the black toggles. And I was like, oh my God. 
So for for those of you listening and not tandem instructors, a lot of tandem systems are set up with two sets of toggles. Yeah, I it's completely a lot of toggle pressure. So we got just the yellow ones to fly and make it super easy. <laughs> and when it's flare time and you know set down soft and not pound a student, you add in the black <laughs> toggles, which are called also your flare toggles. Oh, man, I pounded this bitch. And holy shit, I felt so. So then anyway, I'm working there and the whole time and like the other guy, Fabricio, he's got like two thousand tandems. He's like smashing. Is he them an all air freshener? In. No, air freshener. Febreze, get oh, it. Oh, <laughs> that was a good one. He's like smashing all these people in and like I'm fucking pounding everyone in. I'm just like, oh my God, this is so different. Like what's wrong? Maybe I shouldn't be a tandem instructor. Uh, and then he goes, he's, he's a Mexican guy. And I was like, man, like, like we're not good at landing. Like we need to like figure out. He's like, no, it's okay. We're, we're in Mexico. Fuck it. <laughs> like, Cool. And then we we're like jumping with kids and doing all sorts of stupid stuff. I was like, whoa, I really learned how to establish boundaries there. Jumping with kids, I personally don't think is stupid. It's a litigation thing in the United yeah, States. It really that's is. Fair. UPT doesn't want you to jump with kids and don't allow it in the United States because of contract law in the U.S. So they just don't allow it. Um, it it's not... There's arguments with like kids' necks are developing up to a certain age, so if they have a heart opening, it could actually affect their neck. It could affect their growth patterns, etc. I'm not a doctor. I've been explaining this shit, but that enjoy yourself. Please have at it. Um, so uh, th there's those arguments, but in all reality, there's plenty of kid ages we can jump with that are completely fine, completely legitimate. And I'm positive UPT would not care if it wasn't for lawsuits in the U.S. As a matter of fact, UPT recognizes and supports underage tandems in other countries. Yeah, lawsuits. Oh, man. I hate that this country so lawsuit. It's cultured. litigious. I call it in coach courses. I talk about, hey, so we're a litigious society. I call it the United States of Sumerica. Oh, Sumerica. Oh, so true. Your haircut offends me. I'm suing you. I know. It's you said I'm fuckable with a mullet. You insulted mullets. I have a mullet. I'm How suing you. How good is that, you. right? <laughs> you totally Future husband material with a right mullet. there. <laughs> I mean, this dude has driven you to learn fucking French. That's no, how no, no. For, for the record. <laughs> One, he's French-Canadian, and they speak a bullshit version of French. <laughs> and two, I'm learning French so that I can work in Dommy's tunnel, because she told me that she'd hire me if I spoke French. Whose tunnel? Dommy. Who's Dommy? Dommy Kringler. I thought you were just pronouncing Tommy's name wrong. No, she's a French lady, and she's amazing. She's one of my uh, idols, if you will, next to Anna Moximus. Dude, I... Uh, my, my true hero, my muse. So you know Anna? Oh, my, I'm obsessed with Anna. You, she knows you? Yes, Please let her know how much fun you had on the show and how much of a good time it is. Oh, are you going to get him on the... Do you know Anna? How do you know Anna? I don't know Anna. We've never met. I just sent her a Facebook message and we're not friends, so I don't even know if she'll see it. Yeah, she's a busy woman. Fortunately, we have some mutual friends who are going to reach out to help me. Um, so they don't... Why, but they don't ever come to Texas. No. But we're going to be in Florida uh, later on this month. Oh, shit. And rumor has it she's going to be in town the same time I'm in town. I've done a little research and a little homework. Mm -hmm. um, so you stalk her as well. Hello. No, not really. <laughs> uh, we're going. It's we're, cool. I stalk her too. We, we, we're going no to shame. The, we're going to the land for five days. Three of those days, we're doing six episodes, Nick and cool. I. So we're interviewing Bill Booth. Oh, you lucky dog. John LeBlanc. I got to touch Bill Booth's beard. And Tom Noonan. All three, all three are already confirmed. We lost one of our guests already uh, just because of scheduling and personal conflicts. 
um, and talking to folks in Deland. I'm talking to a lot of different friends. And it would be the best. Oh, Riley. Riley's one of them. And I'm like, yo, Riley, uh, any suggestions of who we interview? Anna was one of them. Yeah, Anna's the, yeah. she's pretty much the best human. I'm, and I'm obsessed with her. I, lo- I love you, Anna. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard super phenomenal things. She's so great. I'm, I follow her around like a puppy and I'm super shameless about it. And I think she's great. And I think she's super cool role model to you, have. You know Roy Wimmer? Yeah. Roy's in town right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and him and Tex and I were hanging out today. And I mentioned to them if they know Anna, because Texas is going to tap her on the shoulder for me. But they immediately, anybody I've said, do you know Anna too, has responded just like you. <laughs> Dude, she's the best. Yeah. I bet I love her more than they do, though. I will not argue. For the record. I will not argue. And if you're listening, I love you way more than them. Anna, for the record, that is not a lesbian haircut unless you want it to be. Yeah. <laughs> if it is. She knows I'll do anything for her. <laughs> I, I've heard such phenomenal things about the human being and the skydiver. If you guys don't know who Anna is, yeah, she and their is on team Zion is the best. Fly. Zion, yeah, yeah, Zion. Sorry, I said Zion. Zion Free Fly, Norwegian uh, mm-hmm. national team, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I, they are actually, I think, right now she's in the Maldives. Um, yeah, lucky bastards. Yeah, oh my God, have you seen any? Uh, Nick, Nick, do you know about these Maldives boogies? Uh, yeah, I, I haven't seen a ton of uh, of stuff for. From the boogie, but I've seen people complaining about people who are posting beautiful things from the boogie. Yeah, don't hate your friends for having a fucking beautiful time. I've got a, quite a few friends who are there. I've seen a lot of pictures, and if you don't want to know what the Maldives are, at some point your Windows desktop, if you're not a Mac person, has been a desktop of crystal clear blue water with a bunch of little huts leading out into the water. That is not an iconic Maldives-like photo. It is probably legitimately the Maldives. Yeah. It, it is the iconic photo of what paradise in blue water looks like. Oh, dude, here's video of their oh, team. Oh, look. There's Zion. Yeah. They are fucking sick flyers, dude. Petra was here, part of Zion. Yeah, uh, he was here mm, a few weeks ago. I'm curious. If hey, you know what you should do? You should interview yeah. Shannon, and then because he has Shannon his choices, who? Shannon Pilcher. He's the the guest who just had to cancel on us. He's supposed to. We were supposed to interview Shannon, but we can't. It, our schedules aren't working out. Oh, okay, okay. But uh, well, and yeah. I was gonna say it's cool because he has a podcast too, so you guys could double podcast a, cho- was, a choices Gravity Labs podcast. A uh, part of we were gonna it talk about cool. choices. Um, you're 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 right on it, man. You're, that's a yeah. bummer. You can't interview Shannon. He's got a lot of cool things to say. I yeah. think. and so all these guests that we're talking about, Shannon, Bill, uh, uh, John, you really can find out all their historical skydiving information and background because it's all super accessible Mm -hmm. and I really don't give a fuck about any of it. Mm -hmm. The people, like you're saying, Shannon, he's such a cool dude. He's a cool guy and um, I just want everybody to know that I got to touch Bill Booth's beard and ride in his airplane and I think that makes me pretty cool. Did you do them at the same time? Yes. Yeah. Um, Oh my God. I was touching his beard and I was like, oh my God, this beard. And he was like, you know, the beard's my main sex organ. (laughs) As I was stroking it and I was like, God, you're the best. Bill is such an eclectic fella. Yeah, man. he's he, the man. I was like, you're the yeah. coolest old weird genius man I've ever met. Yeah. God, what as, an individual. And as smart as he is at, at design, he's even more smart at marketing. Because yeah, well, really, all these devices he has. Yeah, marketing's cool. I wish I went to school for marketing. You still can. No, fuck, fuck this French stuff. <laughs> Dude, I know, I know two middle-aged guys <laughs> who are getting more into marketing than they ever thought they would. 
Who? You too? Yeah. Uh, Nick and I do. <laughs> Fuck, I just got called middle age. <laughs> oh, Nick is old. It, Nick is old. It right you can in, tell dude. from his wrinkles. That's cool. I don't mind. Dude, I'm 46, so I will completely embrace the You're word 46. middle age. You're 46. How old yeah. are you, Mr. P? 34. It shows. <laughs> it's okay. I just turned 30 this year. How's it feel? It feels good. Um, are you guys going to have Roy on the show? Um, maybe. Depends if he's in town Okay, and Okay. Now, I hope you do. Because if you do, I'm going to let him tell the story. But I want you guys to ask him about how he got the name Big Dick Roy. So Nick... And <laughs> I'm going to tell you the answer. He <laughs> cock slapped me on my 30th birthday, and it turns out he has a huge penis. Well, good for him. <laughs> and you wouldn't expect it because he's so like nerdy looking and like super like, oh, like I, like, I definitely don't have a massive some, wiener. Some and then all of a sudden... <laughs> I got a surprise cock slap organized by um, my mom, Lisa Mazetta. I got a surprise cock slap. <laughs> it had some weight to it. Don't you mean dong? It was It was like almost knocked me off my can, feet. Can you do that slow motion reenactment one more yeah, time? Yeah, ready? <laughs> that was nice. That was really nice. Like there was so much weight behind it. And then I stood up <laughs> and all of a sudden it was Roy. And I was like, Roy of all people. And he had just look of... He was ashamed and embarrassed that he just like put his genitals on some poor girl's birthday on her face. You know what I mean? But most of all, I was surprised at how much fucking heat he was packing. (laughs) That's right. If you're a nerd, you can't pack heat. Is that what you're telling us? I'm not saying that, but I mean, you just look at his demeanor. You don't expect him to be fucking having a foot long penis. So we were just hanging out with Roy earlier today, and I really didn't look at Roy and go, you must have us. That was not the first thing that came to my mind. I know, Small that's penis. what I'm saying. Oh, okay. The <laughs> yeah. first thing I thought, I was like, for sure, he's definitely doesn't have that in, like, uh, he's aggressive like of, a, of a wiener, <laughs> you know what I mean? But he does. Man. So ask, make sure you ask him about it. So, Nick, I want to do a quick audible, and we need to talk to Tex about this. Tex is in town for a month. He's our guest next week. Let's see if we can push Tex back three weeks because we're out of town the week after and bring Roy in next week. And maybe Roy and Tex and then Tex the following. I'm, I'm down either way. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk to him this week. Yeah, Roy's doing a lot of cool things. I, I, Roy's enjoyable to talk to about things because he's very methodical about stuff. So it's nice. Yeah, I, I really, I, I actually met him only a couple weeks ago. He was a new jumper on in, in Houston, just visiting. Mm-hmm. And as he was passing by, he asked a question about some restaurants. So I helped answer his questions. And before I knew it, him and I sat there for an hour and just talking and very quickly got to know each other by name and very quickly realized, okay, I know a little bit of, of who you are because of some of the work I do. He knows a little bit of who I am. And when we didn't care Friendship. about any of that, but immediately, exactly, man, I just got to know him. And, and today when I saw him, I asked him a very personal question and, and I'll, I'll just out of respect to his personality, I'll leave it there. And he's let's, t- let's hear it. No, it really, it All is right, really, fine. it's one to leave at home. Was it about his giant penis? No. Yes, okay. it was. It was about his giant penis. And he answered me and he told me about his story a little bit. And he said, man, thank you so much for asking. And to, to well, yeah, I was touched and not because of, just to see how much he, how soft of a guy he was, how nice of a guy he was, how much it meant to him mm-hmm. that I was personal with him. He is such a fucking nice dude. I really enjoy getting to know him. I think yeah. you just met him recently too, probably. Yeah, I met him. Uh, I knew you two would be friends because you're both camera nerds. Yeah, we camera nerded out a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. And Ori. <laughs> and Rory? Ori. Uh, Ori. Conversation both, that happened today. Don't worry about they're it. They're both okay. Israeli camera flyers. 
Oh, oh, Ori. Yeah, of yeah, course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ori. Yeah, that's right. We joked around today about he is the new Ori because he's an Israeli camera flyer in Texas. Yeah, and he says oh, so. Wow, that's so true. I have to work on growing my beard out and the rest he of us thought we were going to say being gay <laughs> 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 at least i'm pretty sure that's Roy's what my brain was Speaking hey, of it, just kidding. publicly outing your friends let's change the subject yeah oh he's very public about it at this point <laughs> i don't know i don't know i know i do i'm very comfortable with it like him and i've had this conversation um so anyway so wait so roy's gay <laughs> <laughs> just kidding he's got a lovely girlfriend named hannah i mean it's not bad to be gay i'm just saying Anyway, Nick, <laughs> what's up? Mr. P. Oh, you know, just sitting, sitting over here driving this little computer. Yeah, drive yeah. the computer. I'm doing my very best. You're doing great. You know, I try and look things up as much as I can to uh, to provide a, a visual aid. Mm-hmm. So uh, I did pull up uh, Scott I. Voss. If you want to talk beautiful? about your, your adventures oh, in Voss. Europe. Oh, my God. It's so Laura, good. we love you, too. It's so good. What, what took you to Voss? How did you get lined up with that? Okay, I've always... When I first started skydiving... I was, so I finished college and all throughout college, I was like, I just want to be a travel bum and go to cool places and do rad shit. And then I got a real job. And then I was like, I just want to be a travel bum and go to cool places and do rad shit. And then I started skydiving and I was like, oh my God, like this is a way I can do that and live that life and not be completely fucking broke. So then, but my end goal when I, when I quit my job, when I cut away, if you will, God, um, I hate when people use that I know, term seriously. It's, but it's but it's true. But anyway, when that happened, my end goal was to work. I was like, I want to be a skydiving instructor and work in rad places and do rad shit. And the only, like, really the biggest place that um, I knew about was Skydive Voss because it's like the mountains and I love the mountains and I wanted to be in gorgeous, amazing places. And like, I... I kind of always envisioned myself like when I was younger that I'd be like speed flying and bass jumping and all that stuff, but I didn't really think that. And then I started doing it all. And Voss is the best because you can do all of those things there. And it's just, it's Voss is perfect. It's just the best. And I miss it a lot. And I, um, I miss, I'm sad I'm not going back this year. This and I want it to be my home forever. And um, I don't know what else to say about so it. And why learn French? Go to Norway. Yeah, so the whole thing is um, I'm a U.S. citizen and I would love to become a Norwegian citizen, but I'm also still super obsessed with this stupid fucking sport, skydiving. I can't get over it, but I don't want to do just do tandems and stuff because I, I love doing tandems and I love working in the sport in this way, like <clears throat> tandems AFF video, but it's... Um, it's an ends to a mean. It, there's no... It means to an end. Well, I like for me, it's it's really fun to do it um, when if you just want to like go places and travel and like have a cool job and go to cool places, but still be able to like experience things. But the problem is, it's really easy to get stuck mm. in working in the sport in that way. And there's no movement. There's lateral movement like you can go to different places, but there's no like you're not you can, you're not creating something better. You're not um like if you get stuck in it, it's it's really easy to get stuck in this thing where like I, I just started feeling stuck. I, you know I, what I mean? I started feeling yeah. like, okay, if I keep doing this for long enough, like I'm not going to be able to do anything else. And this is a job that it's very physically demanding, like working in the sports, like honestly, it's sick. It's the best if you're living the dream, but it's hard on your body. You're uncomfortable. Like if you're going to be doing it and like really living in it and its fullest potential, like 
you're living like shit, you know what I mean? Which is fun for a while, but after a while, it's not fun anymore. And for me, it's still fun, but in two years, I know that it's not going to be fun anymore. So you've seen enough burnt out TIs. You don't want to be there. I've seen enough burnt out TIs and it's like, fuck, like I just do not want that. I want to be able to like, I want to have the best time and the time with it. And, uh, it's, it's really easy to be like once because it's the best job ever. Like you can take, you go somewhere, you work in a new place, you have the sick job, you're making a shit ton of money, you're working with awesome people that are doing rad shit all the time, you're doing rad shit all the time, it's awesome, and then you take two months off to go traveling and do more epic stuff and have the, live in the fucking dream, but then you're just kind of, like, you kind of get in this thing where you just keep chasing the next cool thing, you know what I mean? Yeah, really, it's I tell friends all the time, if you want to get into this for a living, be careful. It can very easily, what you've insinuated, be a dead-end job. There's no future. There's no anything. It's lateral. Yeah, there's no, there's no, but it, I, and I don't want to say it's a dead-end job. Look at me. Yeah, that's true. Now, I will say I'm an exception to the rule, yeah. and, I'm, and, and it's not just me. There's plenty of people like me, but we're limited compared to most people will never move anywhere but laterally. Yeah. Most people won't expand and won't Which is, go further. And that's totally cool if that's what you're about, but it's like I need, mm. I just have to feel like, if I feel, start feeling trapped like that, it gives me just gives me so much anxiety. I'm like, oh, God, like, what am I doing with my life? Um, so anyway, why I want to learn, so... When I was in Voss, I really struggled. It was my dream job. It was my dream drop zone. The drop zone is perfect. There's a climbing gym. There's hammocks everywhere. There's a pizza a pizza oven. Like it, It's just, it's the best. The, everybody there is perfect. The bunkhouse is perfect. Everything is perfect. But we had to be there all the time. And I've been, as soon as I started skydiving, I like, went balls deep you know what i mean i was living on the drop zone packing on the drop zone all the time and it was amazing experience um but i've been doing that for like five six years now so in voss it was really hard because we didn't really have days off we were were just at the drop zone all the time the sun doesn't go down in norway in the summer so we were working nine to nine which is cool but we didn't have any days off and granted it's bad weather most of the time so that's kind of like our days off but um other than that, like when it's good, like I want to go fucking hiking or speed flying or base jumping or something cool. You know what I mean? Anyway, what I came to like appreciate is I don't want to be stuck at the drop zone all the time. Like I love being at the drop zone. I love having that be my thing, but I don't want to have to be somewhere anymore. I want to be able to work for myself. So I had a bunch of friends that were doing, they just felt like they were just living there and they'd like go and like work sometimes. And then they come back and then they just got to be there. And I was like, okay, that's my new mission. So I want to be able to work for myself so that I can live somewhere like be in Voss. And why really, not get into coaching and organizing? Well, that, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm trying to do, but I need the skills. So anyway, that's why I work at the tunnel now. <laughs> so you're, you're, and ultimately I want to get to that question. You're in the tunnel now, mm-hmm. not because, and I'm not being rude to the tunnel, but not because you give a fuck about the tunnel or you care about the tunnel, but because it is a good place to focus and saturate skills. Uh, actually it's both. I really like, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to say that I got burnt out with skydiving, but I definitely got a little like, um, it can be really hard when, when you're working in the sport and you're jumping all the time and you have to be on drop zones. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but you also have these skydiving goals. And to me, like, don't get me wrong. Like I love the skydiving atmosphere where you're just at the bonfire and you're like, woo, kumbaya and shit. Like that's just super cool. But there's also a part of skydiving where you're, it's really goal-focused and you have to work really hard to get to these things where you can perform in these camps and do all this, this, and that. Um, 
I just got, I just lost my train of thought. Choo choo. I think you're trying to justify being at the tunnel and what your goals are. How you uh, got yeah. burnt out on skydiving a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and I got I got a little bit burnt out because it's like, yeah, I could spend all this money training so that I can learn how to do this epic shit that I definitely want to do. Or I can do this other super cool rewarding things like I can go on a speed flying trip and that would be fucking rad. So it kind of was like, why would I spend all this money? and time and energy to do something where I'm only going to see a drop center. I'm only going to see this when I could do all these other amazing things. But at the, and then I do all these other amazing things, but in the back of my head, it's like, Ooh, I'm so obsessed with this stupid fucking sport still. God damn it. So anyway, now I'm, I'm taking, I'm taking the step to work in the tunnel so that I can do all those things so that when I'm ready, I can still accomplish all my goals in skydiving and then I can still do all the other things that I want to do in life. I think there's so many things that separate you from anybody in this world. But the thing that I want to mention that, that separates you from the average skydiver, particularly the average full-time skydiver, is you recognize burnout coming and you're doing something about it. Oh, my God. I know. And that was huge because I could feel it. I was like, it is coming. It is coming. Like, I'm about to be one of those people that fucking hates this. It, it burns. Still doing it. Like, it, it burns. burns. It burns. That was French it? Canadian bastard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and he gave you chlamydia. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, but anyway, I was I was feeling like it. It's not like I was burnt out, but I just like I didn't really want to fun jump anymore. Like I was saving all of my money for camps and boogies and stuff, and I had a great time there. But I just wasn't like it wasn't like fuck it's got nothing. But every time I got in the tunnel, like I just loved it. Like I love tunnel flying. I think it's super fun. Um, I think it's really pure too, you know, like it's one of my, one of my friends, Dave and, and Voss, he explained it, but he said that the two most purest forms of flying are base jumping and tunnel flying. And I was like, fuck, that's pretty true. In what <laughs> way? How? Well, it's like, you're just flying, you know what I mean? Like skydiving, it's like you're, you're in a plane, you can only do it for a minute. You have all these other things to consider and then you're flying your canopy, which is still sick. Like, don't get me wrong. I love canopy flying. Um, but in the tunnel, it's like, you're just flying your body for that long and it's like you are just focused on making your body the perfect thing to be able to do whatever the fuck you're trying to do you know so i like i i, I do totally get what they're saying there mm -hmm. but i would see skydiving as a little bit more pure form because you're relying purely in the end result on yeah, gravity and mother fair. nature and not just manipulating an airflow inside of a windy tunnel that you're in which i yeah. absolutely yeah. love i'm not I'm, yeah, yeah, it yeah. i'm gonna be devil's advocate for yeah, a second inside advocate. with katie yeah because with skydiving we really are falling right we're sure. falling we, we technically we're not flying sure. we, we are falling and controlling movement on the way down but we're still falling same with base jumping. You're still falling. In the, in the tunnel, you can actually maintain your altitude and you can go up. So it's just it's just different. I, f I feel like it's different because you, you don't have to think. Like the only thing you have to worry about is what you're doing. You're still falling in the tunnel. Yeah, that's... It's mm. like saying... No, it could, because I could, I could be... If you're looking at me from the flight deck, I could be three feet above the floor or I could go up to 20 feet above the floor. I'm not... Like if you look at my movement relative to the ground, sure, I'm going up. That's flying. That's flying, baby. So my movement and speed is the same in free. So I'm doing the same thing in free fall, but sure, I don't but change you're, the relative. You're still falling. So if I run up a flight of a hundred stairs, mm -hmm. 
or I take an escalator that is sitting, that's going down and I'm going up the escalator and I take 100 steps up the escalator sitting in the same spot the entire time. I've still climbed 100 steps. I've still taken 100 steps. I can speed up and move relative to my position. But ultimately, what's the end result different? I climbed. I climbed 100 steps. Yeah, but <laughs> we're still in free fall. All right. Oh, 100% cannot disagree. Yeah. And I we're still falling in yeah. that line. I, I will not argue where I, that I'm not going to argue, but I will also say in the tunnel, ultimately, you still are just falling. You're just using a treadmill of air to keep yourself from hitting the bottom. Sure. You're, yeah. you're on the treadmill, but falling, I mean, I think it would. I don't know. Did look thinking about your movement relative to the ground. That's up or down because airplanes, they go up, they fly. People, they don't fly. They come, they fall. They fall, fall down. with style. I would say that you can fly <laughs> a parachute. Yes. I would say that's a wing and you're actually flying that. But I think that as much as it feels like flying and we're all talking about the flying and it's belly flying, it's back flying, it's hip flying, it's head down flying, it's dynamic flying. Yeah, we're still just kind of falling. But so kind of in your and, and I'm so in your argument of the parachutes, yes, you can make parachutes go up. Yep. The vast majority of people who fly parachutes never make them produce any amount of positive lift. They are always, always, always falling. Well, try flaring too late. They You'll never, find it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go pee. Or, or, or try flaring too late, and you might not find it. You should have found it maybe five feet sooner because you just pound it in. Those are really fun ones to watch. Man, I, as a canopy coach, one of my scariest things is not knowing the skill set you have. And the first jump in a canopy course, videoing land, he's like, what's... Like, I, I kind of frame and look oh, away. Oh, because you don't know what you're expecting from this no, new student. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Or that when or when you... Like, I regularly get a canopy course where on a Saturday morning, I walk in and three or four instructors go, oh, you got Nick Lott. Just be warned. And they tell me about you. Mm-hmm. Almost every canopy course, at least half the participants, I've been told about. And it might be like, oh, my God, you got Nick Lott. He's really good. You'll enjoy him. Or, oh, my God, you got Nick Lott. He's a funny motherfucker. Oh, my God, you got Nick Lott. Good luck watching him not die. Um, and, God, dude, when when they give me that warning, like this guy, like, good luck with him. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, God, I got to video this and I got to help him. And usually it works out. I've been canopy coaching long enough that the it's <laughs> wait go hold on you were not go go again uh just for everyone who's only listening katie is twerking for the camera right now take a take a one step forward there you go now up on your tiptoes there you go <laughs> oh my god i was in the middle of, if again if you're just listening not watching i'm in the middle of talking to nick and here about three feet from my face Sorry. katie starts popping Sorry, that booty oh why are you apologizing girl it's majestic <laughs> AF. Majestic as fuck. So I have a question. Yeah. Is that the only mullet you have? Yeah. <laughs> how how um, would that look? Just really long taint hair. John <laughs> Barry. John Barry could have a mullet. I don't know if anybody knows John Barry, but uh, out there listening, but he has a really long taint hair, dude. So so he could have a taint mullet. We were out at dinner the other night. A group of fellows. We go and do steak night, and we were talking about Saipan and Guam, and with this coronavirus being shut down, uh, like their tourism there is shut down. So these guys aren't doing tandems; they're kind of just sitting there doing a lot of nothing. And the immediate joke was like, "God damn it, John Barry is more contagious than the coronavirus." Yeah, he and is. it absolutely believe it. John, we we tag John. I love right John away. Barry. John Barry, I love you. Well, you're the female John Barry. Thank you. Yeah, that's the best compliment I've ever had. It's uh, too. I I don't like fake people. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you're a dork, a geek, a douche, even. I don't care who you are. As I'm long the same. As you're Just be real. genuinely yourself. 
because I've actually made some friends, some real kind of douchey guys that I'm like, you know, I'm friends with you, not because you're a douche, but because you are you. Yeah, you're I'm. I'm. I feel the exact same. I'm like, all you have to be is genuinely yourself. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter like how shitty you are. Everybody's shitty in some way. A million percent. Everybody's a weirdo and everyone's a piece of shit in some way. I think sure. you and John Barry, the reason I like both of you so much is because you guys give the fewest fucks about what other people think of you and you are the most genuine use that you can be. And yeah, goddamn right. Thank you for being that. Majestic <laughs> AF, Katie. <laughs> John Barry is the only human to have licked ketchup off of my mouth. Off of your so, mouth? Yep. We were at a restaurant. And, Your girlfriend uh, doesn't do that? No. What, what a weird. Yeah, what a monster, what a, right? What a bad girlfriend. But, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, Sam. I'm just kidding. Don't worry. She's in Hawaii and definitely not watching the show. She's definitely not looking. She's she's probably looking ketchup off of somebody else's mouth. Probably. I don't mind. Yeah, that's okay. I know she's got hoes in different area codes, so what <laughs> hey And uh, she's with her twin sister, and they do some weird shit, I'm sure. Yeah, they definitely scissor or something. (laughs) Yeah, scissor sisters, right? Scissor sisters, twin sisters. Mm -hmm. This is how every good porno starts. Why why does it get so weird when you start talking to me? (laughs) I can't help it. Okay, it's because you're such a beautiful human. I don't know what you mean. And you you inspire such a deep... You think he looks good? He should take his shirt off right now. Oh, my God. Make me what? No, I'm just kidding. Don't do that. That'd Dude, you could wash your <laughs> mullet on his abs right now. Yeah, I know. This I man know. is trending. You know, I think, I think above everything else, like, yes, you have all these beautiful knickknacks on your persons, and yes, you have this amazing body, but I think what it is is, is these <laughs> those wise eyes that you have. Wise doesn't he have those, eyes? Doesn't he have those wise old man eyes? It's just because I'm full eyes. of shit. I'm fooling you to think that I know like, more than I feel you. Like, no, it's I all feel the like crow's you're looking into my that makes soul. You yeah, wise. there you go. <laughs> That's okay, a, actually, that could be it. You are 35 Hold after on. all. 34. Excuse so me. He looks better than normal right now as far as his abs. Nick, Nick is actually going Look to... Look at those beautiful can, eyes. Can we share a little bit about what you're doing Gaze next? into the yeah, camera. Gaze yeah. into the camera. So Nick is going to go visit one of his homies, a buddy named Chase, who has a gym back home. Cool. And Vitality, did I get that right? That is correct. And uh, well, Where is that? Vitality. Utah. Utah. So, so, like, so you see the sticker on the back of my uh, yeah. van. Oh, uh, yeah. Had Helmet, a couple helmets also, yeah. yeah. I love Utah. Yeah. So Nick is was there, if I remember correctly, in the opening of Chase's Gym. Yes, I helped him open this gym, in fact. And 10 years later, their 10th anniversary, Nick is going back, and he wants to recreate some of the opening scene photos, except for he's going to fail at this because he looks so much better today. Dude, and you look good back I then. Bet, I bet you look there, better There's now. one photo in particular. I can't imagine you looking any better, so you must have. You must look better now than you did oh, before. Oh, well, that's very flattering. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. You know how some people got a six-pack? Uh-huh. Nick, brought, uh, Nick brought a case. Oh, that's He's cool. got all of it going on. They're, wow. they're in there, man. They're as good as they look right now. Yeah. That's like, cool. You could wash your mullet on those abs. Yeah, okay, Nick, I know that you hate when we talk about your uh, weird parts of your body. Okay, hold uh, on. Yeah, okay, just, okay, but just, just, uh, I will never forget that one time I stuck my finger in your mouth and your tongue did the, and I was like, oh my God. I'm so glad that's where it went. That's, yeah. that's amazing. <laughs> I was worried for a second. Yeah, and you massaged you. my finger with your weird split tongue and I was like, you can only imagine what it's, that feels like on a genital, any type of genital. Well, it must be amazing. Yeah. Sam is a lucky woman. 
You think? And but DJ's also a lucky man. I'm assuming you guys <laughs> seem like. Oh yeah, I gotta blow him every once in a while for yeah, him to keep me on sure. the podcast. What yeah. do you think it took us a while to answer the door tonight? I know. I was like, God, Jesus, Nick must be performing his tongue magic. It was DJ. quick though. You notice? Yeah. Because of his magic and my quickness. Yeah. Thank God. I'm really, really good. <laughs> he is that. <laughs> um. So, do you guys want to learn? Do you guys want to hear about how I discovered my uh, blowjob technique? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so badly, please. <laughs> I was hanging out with you my taking friend. notes, ladies? Uh, <laughs> ladies. Get your notebook. This if is you, what you need to do. Time out. If you're a future advertiser for Gravity Lab Radio, please know and understand this is not our normal content, although we do occasionally have it. Anyway, Good luck with ladies, this. I should have worn my best shirt for this podcast, but I didn't. Remember the movie Road Trip with Andy okay. Dick? Working no. the carrot? No, I don't remember Maybe. that. Oh my God, because it's your dog, Kyle. Uh... So I was hanging out with my friend who just had a baby. It was like a few months old or something before tea. <laughs> this is where a blowjob story starts? <laughs> yes, because I put my penis in that baby's mouth. No, but anyway, <laughs> this baby had a clear pacifier. It was like completely clear and it was sucking on the pacifier. And I was like, I was just watching this baby suck this pacifier. I was like, fuck, like I bet that would feel great if you put your dick in that. Like. It was a, had the best technique, and you could see everything the baby was doing because it was a completely clear pacifier. And then I started bringing that into my blowjob technique. Anyway, pretty sure I give the world's greatest blowjob now. Fellas, what's up? Well, thank you to the babies of the world for yeah. inspiring that. And that's because of a baby. That's, Showed me the light. That might They're good be, at sucking. All they can do is suck. That might be like the most inappropriate thing that's ever been said on, on no, the show. No, but it's true. Don't um, actually I, put your penis I in a baby's mouth. I started sucking watch. better dicks after watching a baby suck a pacifier. Dude, that's seriously, really, they like really get terrible. it and they're like, I think you've killed DJ. I wish you could. I wish. I wish I could. Are you demonstrate. Crying? I wish I could demonstrate what it's like, but it's. I mean, it's, okay, you got that microphone in front of you. I know, but it's too big because of. I mean, like. This isn't realistic, but like the pacifier, I'd say. Was Wait, what about the b- the beer bottle that's next to you? Okay, no, but you need a clear. I, I can't do it. Well, the water bottle's clear. The, yeah, there's the a couple. <laughs> okay, yeah, thank you. So Does you it really remind you of get... Roy? <laughs> <laughs> Man, that thing had some weight to it. Holy moly! <laughs> the best, honestly, the best was how ashamed he looked. You have to was ask it him satisfying about it. or like what do you mean? No, okay, well, okay. So I didn't know that this was like the this uh, this Norwegian lady who's the queen of the north, Hege. Um, she was like, okay, like we have a more surprise for your birthday party. Like, you just like get on your knees and close your eyes. And I was like, okay, Hege. Like, what? Who not- falls for that? <laughs> okay, if Hege is told a, me. She is a she is a lady. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, okay, like, I mean, and it was weird. I had a, it was a whole birthday extravaganza. Um, Anna Moxness, who we were talking about before, she pretty much honestly just made this boogie just for me and my birthday party. You know Steve Barker. Yeah, I do I know Steve, Steve Barker. I'm sure you've told stories about me with him. I do know Steve Barker. We talked him. about it. You guys met in traffic school. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, that's how I got to start skydiving with him. I do know Steve. Back and I worked in Paris. Yeah. Oh, Paris. He just said, I knew Steve. Uh, I knew Katie would not disappoint. So glad I tuned in. Love you, brother. Thank you. Oh, shucks. Oh, Steve. Hi, Steve. And Joe Mama. <laughs> Which Joe? Joe Miller, Joe Mama. Oh, yeah. 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 So uh, I'm sorry. I got distracted by Hey, Steve's that's comment. all right. Paris. Paris life, baby. Skydive Paris. So get on your knees, bitch. Cool. That's where we were at, right? Uh, yeah. That was your that? story. Oh, yeah. And then and then I closed my eyes and all of a sudden I was shocked to 
be slapped in the face and then I realized it was a penis and then I realized what a large penis it was and then I realized it was my friend Roy and I looked at it and he was just so embarrassed and shocked and humiliated. Like he just, you could tell he felt like the world's biggest pieces of shit for just sexually violating this human, <laughs> this young girl, this young girl on her 30th birthday, you know? Where, where was that story going? You were about to give fellatio to that bottle. Ah. Yeah. It, how did I get to Roy slapping Because they talked about bit. the size of the bottle and the oh, size of Oh, that's right. Penis. That's yeah. right. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm sorry. I've had a few scotches and I didn't really eat dinner, so um, <laughs> excuse me. Anyway, ladies, if you want to improve your blowjob technique, watch a baby sucking a pacifier a, on a clear... most perverted shit I've ever no, fucking You know what? Heard. It's Can fucking imagine, true. They are good at it. They don't have any teeth. They don't have any fucking teeth, so all they can do is suck really hard. Well, and they're like, they I'm use their whole, old, they, they I'm use find their some cheeks. Old ladies to hang out with. They use their cheeks. They use everything. We have had some absolutely inappropriate, insane, ridiculous conversations on this show, and you have by far. Man, that's not even the worst of it. We either have take another step up. What do oh, you got? <laughs> we either doubled know. our audience or lost all of them. I've got to think about it for a second. Woo. <laughs> what, um, you, you guys want to hear let's, the story? Let's, okay, let's take yeah. a little break from crazy inappropriate uh -huh. shit. We kind of glossed over the fact that you've recently become a tunnel instructor. Oh yeah, I'm a tunnel instructor now. If you need coaching, two hundred bucks an hour. What? That's totally standard, and I'm definitely qualified to do that. <laughs> that so doesn't how, include the tunnel time. That's just the coaching fee. <laughs> yeah. Just making sure people know how yeah. how long ago did you start working at the tunnel? When did you start training? A month training? ago. A I month start, ago you no, started I'm FITP. Sorry, I guess two months ago now. Jeez. What's FITP? Tell everybody. FITP is the training program that you go through to become a tunnel instructor. What's it stand for? Flight instructor training program. Flight instructor training program. Great, That's awesome, good. You paid for. attention. Yeah. No, I'm glad. Hey, you know what? My tunnel instructor never went over that. So why don't you suck my dick? Well, only if it's big as, as Roy's. Mm, Roy. God, I want to see that thing. Oh, I did. You got to see Jesus. it. Jesus. All right. Ask him about Poor it. Poor Roy. The so next time he sees us in the DZ, I've heard about your cock, Roy. Roy. No, okay, wait. Hold on. Not. Uh, we're going to come back to if the If he can slap you thing. in the face with that thing, I can at least grab it. Okay. Yeah, 100%. Um, not to, we're going to come back to the tunnel instructor thing, but I want to finish the big dick Roy story. <laughs> so anyway, BD, BDR, after, there we go. after he slapped me in the face, I looked up, I saw it was him. I saw his like shock and embarrassment. And I like, there was a big crowd of people. And I was like, yo, Roy's got a big dick. And I was like, oh my God, this guy's got a fucking huge dick. And Anna is very, very musically talented. I don't know if you know this about your stalking with Anna Moxens, but she's pretty much a rock star. Musically. I actually have only been to her Facebook page once. I haven't stalked her yet. Okay. I'm well, pretty honest about stalking. You need to, any question you have about Anna, ask me. I can answer it because I stalk her. Um, but anyway, she's very musically inclined, and there was a bunch of musical people there. So they started singing this opera song. It's like, la, 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 big dick, roar. <laughs> And they started singing about what a huge dick he had. So it went from my birthday party to the birth of Big Dick Roy. Anyway, okay, so yes, I just needed I needed you guys to know that. I just got to say, Super Dave, uh, buddy David Johnson, I just ordered a dozen clear pacifiers from Amazon to hand out on all my future first dates, just saying. Yeah, you got to see what their technique is, Super Dave. God. You know what's up. Anyway, so yeah, the tunnel is great. Uh, it was a very fun instructor course. Jet so Lloyd, how, tell me about getting hired for the tunnel. Did you put in an application? What yeah, so I I put in an application and then I messaged Jed because I know Jed because I used to watch his. Oh, you know Jed Lloyd, yep. yeah. I know Jed Lloyd. He's the lead instructor, was the lead instructor at the Woodlands, and I used to watch his dog Mayor. 
my best friend. He was this amazing Great Dane, beautiful personality. He was like nine years old when I watched him, and that's pretty old for a Great Dane. That was over at the other house. That was over at the yeah your your old house, your yeah. your old rental. Anyway, Mayor's dead, which is sad. But Jed's still alive, which is okay. Which is sad. <laughs> yeah, which is okay. <laughs> which is sad. That's what I'm going to say next time. I say, hey, man, you're still alive. That's okay. <laughs> that's okay, but your dog's dead, and that's not okay. Uh, no, I'm not going to say that. Yeah, part. remind him. No, I'm just no. kidding. God, I love you're Mayor. such He's a such fucking a asshole. Yeah, you're a He's dick. He's such a good boy. Mayor was the best. Anyway, so um, me and Jed were um, previously friends. I'm just going to go ahead and say it, that we were friends. We were on that level. Uh, and I messaged him because I, I really wanted to work at the tunnel because I was sick of this. Uh, like I, I, I really wanted to improve my skills and I have all these goals in skydiving that I just can't afford to reach unless I work at a tunnel or do this and that. Um, and I found that the Woodlands was hiring or no, not the Woodlands. I fly Houston Memorial was hiring. I mean, that's pretty much the same thing, but whatever. So I messaged Jed and I was like, Hey, I just sent in an application. Like, can you put in a good word for me? And I interviewed and the interview went really, really well. Um, but they, that was in October and I was like, I'm going to be completely unavailable in November cause that was during Turkey boogie and I'm definitely not going to miss Turkey boogie. Uh, cause I know once I start working in tunnel, I'm not going to have any money to do anything fun. So I was like, okay, Turkey boogie was my last chiral. Like I'm not going to miss it. So then I, they didn't, I didn't hear from them at all. I still didn't hear from them. I checked up on them and then I messaged, uh, Jen Rowan, Alan Sparks, Mickey, like all these people that are like pretty high up in iFire world. And I was like, Hey, I interviewed at this place. We're not hearing back from you. Will you put the heat on him? So I sent them the, his email and like I had them email him <laughs> and it worked. <laughs> he <laughs> called me back like the next day and he was like, okay, like we, we want you on the team. You're hired. Um, and then I started working in the woodlands, which is a, a less busy tunnel. If you're really slow. It's really, it's super slow, which is kind of nice. Cause that means I get to fly more. Well, it means you get to fly more, but so I want to I want to take a, a, a time out from what you're talking about. I want to mm-hmm. talk about you for a second. Yeah, I don't know you as a tunnel instructor, but I trained you as an AFF instructor, and I'm going to disregard your flying skills for one moment. Which, yeah, by the way, God. she fucking no, you smoked the game. Yeah, you, I smoked it. You also said as a brand new jumper DJ, I want to be an instructor. What do I do? I gave you a set of instructions, and you were one of less than five people in my life who followed my instruction on how to be a good eight. Like from day one, you Thanks. had a focus. Well, no, thank you for following the fucking directions. See, that's what I do. I find people, I tell them what they, I'm like, tell me what to do, and then I do it. Oh, and straight and up. And what's up? So back, back, back to it. Um, fuck your flying skills, which are phenomenal. The thing that I was most impressed by in your course is your communication and teaching skills. And Katie jokingly says, oh, $200, hire me as a coach. Motherfucker, hire her as a coach. Number one, she has great communication skills. Aww. She will teach you really well. And you're getting a comedian, a private fucking comedian for $200 an hour. You get to be my friend for $200 an hour. Super, that's pretty cool. Super well worth it, man. I really would encourage anybody who wants to learn something. You're very capable of teaching and you're very honest with your skill set. So if it's not within your your skill pool, yeah. you will hand it off to the right person. Mm-hmm. So hire KDP Thanks. or your life sucks. Well, and that's the other reason I was stoked to come back to Spaceland or to Houston is because, and I mean, I have become not a city person. You know what I mean? Like I, I've, I've developed, I've grown myself in all these areas that are of amazing nature and you can do all this rad shit. So I was like, oh, like a city, like blah, I don't want to come back to a city. But Houston's great because it has Spaceland. Um, 
Floods. I have a bunch of yeah floods. <laughs> the city's great, <laughs> um, but like I love Spaceland so much, and I think they do such a good job of bringing like building newer jumpers up, and especially with all my travels, I think that I really realized what a good job Spaceland does. It like if you're a new jumper, it really gives you the direction and the guidance that you can like you can do this, this, and that, and we'll help you get there. Um, and that's really cool. And there's also the mentor program, so I'm stoked to be a part of the mentor program on my days off and all that stuff. So I love it. Come, come see me. Woodlands. Woo. Man, if you don't have a good time around KDP, you probably just need to stop breathing. You're probably breathing. just an idiot. Yeah. 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 Like, like breathing is probably overrated for you as well. Um, yeah. Nick, keep holding that breath for a while. <laughs> Get back to me in about two days. Um, no, I, I'm really glad. I was shocked to see that you were coming back, though, because one of the things I know of you is you're super free spirited. You love mm -hmm. to travel. You love to I get love around. It. I got itchy feet, man. Did I'm you not going to love to get around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I did. And well, I, I do, too. Fellas, what's up? <laughs> but apparently you got to be BDR. <laughs> yeah, BDR, big dick boy. Um, yeah, I have itchy feet and I'm not going to lie. That is a big source of anxiety for me because it like I feel I'm not going to say I feel stuck here because it's not, I'm like choosing to be here, but it's definitely like, oh, like I'm not going to move to six different places this year. Like, oh. So I, I will challenge that's you. Little, that's a little intimidating. And I will use this challenge for other people Please as well. Do. And it's simple. You, you, you recognize the burnout you have. You recognize that it's coming. So you stopped and you changed. Uh -huh. And what you changed was not necessary location. And it's not the itchy feet that you get. And it's the same reason everybody burns out. If you stop challenging yourself, yeah, with new exactly. Things. That's exactly what it, I was just going to comment. It's it's all about having goals and going for those goals. Like, and if you're successful in it, it's sick. If not, it's all about the journey, man. You know what I mean? Like, at least you. That's the biggest thing that I've learned, and like all of my journey, if you will, is that it's not exactly what you're trying to do, but it's the fact that you're trying to do something. Yeah. And, and I, even if you don't know how to do it and you're like, I'm doing this like a piece of shit, it doesn't fucking matter because you're trying. It's and so that's what's fun cool. to learn. It's so fun to learn. And like failing, in my opinion, it's not failing unless you didn't learn something or get something out of it. Dude, I, I can think of so many times that I have failed at something and not necessarily in a bad way, but where it's to your far right, you can reach down some and kick it up. Um, oh yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah. Remember, bring that microphone with you. And I can think about like, like anytime, a lot of us, we fall over, we do something, people are afraid to laugh at you, but you think about, would I laugh to fool with somebody else? Yes, and it was funny. Then fucking laugh at yourself. And I 100%. Think, laugh at yourself the whole fucking time. The I, whole way. I think of the failures I have, and I think of how entertaining it is, and man, I can think of times I was super embarrassed of what I said, what I did, or who I was, and today I tell the story with enjoyment. A, a great example, I think I've shared it on the show, my mother, uh, we were watching Yo! MTV Raps, I was in high school. Uh, MC Hammer, You Can't Touch Us was on MTV. My buddy and I are enjoying the shit out of this. And out of nowhere, my fucking little five-foot Asian mother, maybe five-two, runs out of the kitchen in the middle of na-na-na-na and just hops in front of the TV, busts out a Japanese lady with a Chinese typewriter. That moved back and I forth. I love that, yeah. yeah. And she busts out with it, and she goes, you can't touch this, and then runs back us. into the kitchen. I love that. I <laughs> was so embarrassed of my mother. I was so, like, I, I hated her for the next, like, maybe hour. God, Bob. Oh. Exactly. But today, it is one of my most cherished and loved stories. And my mom jokes, yes, this is exactly it, oh, Mr. Perfect. P. Um, and, and it is one of my most cherished moments. My mom jokes around with us about it. Every now and then, she'll dance in front of something and jump in something and dance for me. And 
So like realize in hindsight, will you laugh at it and will you enjoy it? Yeah, 100%. Learn and, and something that I, th- I want to remind you of, and I know Nick and I are, re- are really good at reminding ourselves of this, is learn something outside of what you're doing. Like right now, yeah. Nick and I both have very big goals outside of the sport. Um, like what? What are your summary of your guys' goals? Will you talk about them? Some of it's private, but playing, we both actually coincidentally, not together, have a goal of learning piano this year. Um, That's beautiful. I have a very specific. Now, I want to learn more than just this year. I want to learn in general. Mm-hmm. But by the end of this year, I will be able to play and sing a song. I am going to leave it at that because I have a personal goal. And I will share when I get there. Cool. But there, I it, respect that. It's partially a surprise. You know, that's another thing. I've since I've become more goal driven. It's okay to not let everybody know what your fucking goals are. You know, it's better sometimes. You sometimes know, I, it's I really, better. I really think it depends on your personal accountability because yeah. some some people Word. really do better when they tell tell others about mm-hmm. their goal because those people are eventually going to ask you, "Oh, hey, what happened to that thing you were working on? Oh, or how, how's your progress on this and that?" So if you need the support of other people to to keep you yeah. onto your goals great and if you if you need and value the validation of others who see you progressing on those goals if that keeps you going then yeah tell fucking everybody yeah but but for people that are kind of intrinsically motivated and they know what they want and they're going after it because they understand the reward for themselves of of getting the goal and don't need the outside influence or approval then yeah i think it's it's great to, to me to have secret things that you're working on yeah, that, that the sure. world doesn't have to know about that, and that's something that I'm struggling with because I'm like I want to be much more intrinsically oriented, but I'm so I just can't help it. I'm a social butterfly. So I, you see, know what I mean. I see you and I a lot more alike than <laughs> Nick and either one of us. Yeah, right? and I'm actually the in between guy. And what I've come to find for my goals and my motivations is I have found a select group of people to share my goals with. Yeah, I'm kind of the same, actually. And what it really does is, number one, talking it out loud. Well, having a support system is just fucking nice. It is. You know what I mean? That's one thing I've, that the skydiving community really taught me because I feel like before I got into this community, I was like, really proud of being a lone wolf it's like i don't need any friends like yeah community fuck community and then i got a good community it was like community is the best people are the best and that's one thing that i found really helpful with having that community is being able to like like share those things you know share those things and get that like important feedback back from them yeah i was I, i have a business meeting outside of the sport tomorrow with with a buddy of mine and uh, Matthew Peterson and I were hanging out the other night and we were just talking a little bit about my plans and my goals. And he's like, so what are you really trying to do? And when he made me say it out loud, it helped me understand a couple things better and it brought a different value to what I'm trying to do. So mm-hmm. now I will say tomorrow my meeting uh, with my buddy is I have so much better direction because I've shared privately with uh, Nick. I think I've shared with you what Jeremy and I are doing. Brown. I want to know. Uh, you've mentioned it, but yeah. I couldn't come back with any details. Yeah. I um. So, anyways, it, it's just just the the goals that we have. And tomorrow we have a, a meeting, a, a business meeting, and I call it a session zero. Session zero meetings in general are we don't know enough. So tomorrow he knows what I want to talk about. I know what he wants to talk about. Tomorrow we're a going to agree that we have the same goals, same ideas, same drives. We're going to put definitions to it. We're going to leave session zero with more questions. Then we Sick. have answers, but we will have clearly defined questions. Yeah. So um, he, he's an entrepreneur said and done. Um, I am sometimes considered an entrepreneur. 
Um, and we really are looking at businesses outside of our own sports is what we're doing. Hmm. So we, we, we are both working. He does. Uh, we've actually had this fellow on the, on the show, Jeremy Brown. He's a, a uh, endurance athlete coach. And so, wow, that's a cool thing to be a coach in. Like, really picture me an endurance athlete. So he trains triathletes, swimmers, well, runners, but he's got like six or seven coaches who works for him, and he oversees them all. They're all very, very part time to him. He's the main component, which mm-hmm. uh, it's exactly what you can describe with the rating center guys. Yeah. So we we that's cool. We've actually sat and done business meetings together. We've done lunches together as homies, but we consult really? each other with business because we have like models. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Like, like very similar business models in different industries. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool what you can do. I feel. I feel like this industry is cool in particular once you start taking that step and what looking looking at yourself. What? Where did everybody go? Yeah, yeah, I'm not uh, seeing seeing viewers on the live stream. Yeah, it went from like 24 to one, and well, I'm the I guess only we one. started talking about boring things. No, I I think it might be that the MC Hammer video. Oh, fair enough. Oh, you think uh, Facebook just said on us? I think maybe. Yeah, dude. Wow, well, you know what? We we learned. Hey, we're back to. Nope, that's not. So we're back to three. No, that's messages I have to answer on my stupid messenger. Um, anyways, uh, challenge yourself. Learn something not just yeah. inside the sport new. Learn something outside the sport well, new. Well, I've been uh, so it's. I've been very focused on these kind of things lately. Um, and one of one of the things that I'm really trying to focus on. Yeah, is, Nick, I got a message that says Facebook blocked us. Those sons of bitches. Should we yeah. should we pause for a moment? No, we should totally not pause. No, we All should. Right. Yeah. yeah, fuck you, Facebook. Fuck the man. Fuck the patriarchy. Woo. <laughs> yeah. So you were saying. Um. So I've been really focused lately on. Um. So I've been like like since I left Spaceland, I've been really fucking charging. Like I've had a great life. I've been traveling. I've been doing all these rad shit and doing all this cool stuff. Um. And I've been thinking about like. Or I guess, I don't know, not that I've been thinking about, but lately it's become like my happiness level has been dependent on all the cool shit that I'm doing. You know what I mean? It's been Mm -hmm. dependent on like a lot of external factors. Like I've been placing myself in these epic, amazing places. I've been placing myself around all these amazing human beings that inspire me. I've been placing myself in these situations where I'm doing cool shit all the time. So my, I feel like my, I've started to notice that my happiness level has been really dependent on all these external factors. And now that I'm back here, like I, I really want to try to rein that in and bring it back so that my happiness is more on a, based on like an internal level. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. Cause I, I just don't think it's healthy to have like your only source of happiness be all these external things that, that bring you a source of joy, you know? I think it's super wise what you're saying. I know, but it's hard. it's hard. <laughs> it's hard when you're used to like being able to create this like external world where everything is perfect and then you're just like, "Yes, and I can just be my happy floaty self." And now I'm trying to be like bring that external world totally internal, have it not be dependent on my external world at all. And it's super difficult. I was talking with a friend in just the past couple of days about being alone versus being with people. Mm-hmm. And if you can't spend a week by yourself and not drive yourself crazy, then you should probably spend more self by yourself, more yeah. time by yourself. Um, if you're not comfortable with yourself, if you get anxious alone. Then, yeah, then that's fair. I, I can be by myself forever, but my like my difficult, like I'm not saying that I hate Houston or anything. I'm just saying that it's really nice to be able to go on your day off 
go on a hike in the forest or like do something in nature. You yeah, know that's I mean? definitely yeah. something that Houston lacks. Is I know Houston the, the it, ability to be outside and feel like yeah. you're in nature and and not, I've, not I've just been in a swamp. I've been really struggling with that since I've been back. Um, but I think it's kind of like a cool challenge because it's like, well, I don't want my happiness to be dependent on being in a beautiful place. You know what I mean? Do I you know the app called All Trails? I do. Yeah. Check it out. There's a little bit. Not, we're super limited. We don't have tons. Yeah. But there are some more trail systems in Houston than you realize. So go to All Trails, the, okay. the app, yeah. and look up for trails in your area. And Nick, I would suggest starting and stopping and restarting the Facebook feed. I don't think it's going to repopulate based off the. Oh, I just got a message from someone saying that they're still watching us live. Oh, perfect. Then fuck it, man. So I, I don't know if it's still who connected is it? to who the, to the people who us? are already watching. Yeah. Or not. Because the numbers aren't I'm, changing, but whatever. Yeah, I haven't seen that number change either. But the the person who told me that they're watching is not accounted for on this on this count, obviously. Perfect. Well, then you so, you know what you're doing. So Fuck me. I mean, no, I don't care. I'll I'll start. I'll stop and no. start it again. I'm gonna say we stop it. Stop it. No. And start it. Again. So what you don't know is okay, the yeah. vast majority of our listeners are through an audio podcast. This video is a byproduct. This video that's going oh. on Facebook is like diesel fuel. Oh, okay, cool. Diesel fuel is purely a byproduct of making gasoline. Yeah. I can I can just make a second one. Do, do whatever you think is best. You are the hey, man. Fuck it. Let's try Let's You're Mr. A second. You, you, you guys, you guys just keep one. talking. Talking. And, talk, uh, talk, talk. I'll start another um, live. What were we talking? He talk, talk, talk. And what was I saying? I don't know. Probably some introspective bullshit. Probably something stupid and really ridiculous. Probably man. something stupid and ridiculous. Man, I, dude, I cannot wait for this Gravity Lab air show because I have been, like you said, just stalking some people. Oh, what you I've mean been, in Deland? Yeah. But, yeah. I'm so excited for you to like. Uh, I love all those people in the land. I'll be like, oh, they're such legends. I uh, I, I've been talking to mutual friends of John and of Bills and different people. I'm like, yo, dude, I don't care. Do about, I block the camera? Um, I no, 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 no. You go to connect. You ignore that. Well, yeah. It, yeah, it wasn't giving the yeah, option. Right, here we go. Um, so I uh, I've been asking people like, what stories and what questions should I ask of each individual? Like Tom Noonan, I haven't asked anything about because Tom Noonan and I go back quite a bit. I know John. John, I would like to say John LeBlanc and I are friends, but really, I, we, we do know each other. John's great. He's a talker. Oh, he is a fucking talker. <laughs> he's a talker. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I, Bill, Bill Booth is like he he knows. I feel like he's got like a set regime of things that he says. So if you can like steer him in other oh, directions, I, I've been around Bill enough. And I've sat in enough conversations with him that I know what his kind of repertoire is. Yeah, every time that I, yeah. I've probably met him in person four times and every time it's been the same. It's like as soon as he sees a new person, it's like cause he's like pretty much the biggest celebrity in skydiving. So when we started you know what I mean? inventing tandems and when I brought the three ring into skydiving. And yeah, like he just knows what to say <clears> and he has this thing, which is like he does it. He executes it. Per- he's he's like Brayden. Do you guys you guys remember Brayden? You guys do. We remember. Wait, can I? He's our missing link, motherfucker. Brayden, wait. Yeah. Can he I, named me Mr. P. Can I? Can I tell you guys what one of my biggest sources of sadness this year? No, no. So, so anyways, we were talking. Go ahead. Uh, no, I have to let you guys know. So I was so excited to. Um, I just got hired on at Oceanside, and I was so excited because I was like, oh my god. All my friends from Spaceland are there. Brayden's there. I get to work with Brayden again. Holy shit. Brayden is the motherfucking man. The day I get there is the day that he leaves to go back to Saipan. God, that satisfies me so immensely. That satisfies you? It yeah. makes me want to cry. Well, do it, you fucking... I hate you. Well, I hate you more. I hate you more. And you know what? Your tongue is stupid. Well, you're ugly and you look like a lesbian. You know what? You look like a girl. 
What do you mean? I don't know. I was trying <laughs> to say something offensive, but it didn't work. I know I look like a lesbian, you but I'm I, still I, fuckable. I didn't think you looked like a lesbian. <laughs> I think you just have a very stylish and cutting edge haircut. No, it's not stylish. It's too stylish because I'm like a messy and wild kind of gal. So I need my hair to be messy and wild. And this is too clean. It's too clean. I'm not. If that's too clean. It's pretty fucking wild, man. It's yeah. not wild. You've got it's a mohawk too... and a mullet. <laughs> and the sides of your head are shaved. It's not shaved as she cut it with scissors. Oh, well, she should have used a It's clipper. tight. Super tight. It's tight. Yeah. It's tight. So she that, that was done with scissors aside? It, yeah. Can you guys see it better now? Well, I was scissor wearing a hat timbers. all day, so it's probably pretty flat. But <laughs> I saw Scissor a, me timbers. I saw a five-minute video on puns today. It was a, a song some gal sang. It was five minutes of her singing puns. I need to sounds send like it a to thing you. I need to make a Dude, version of my own. But puns are like paper. It looks good. They're terrible. They're terrible. Yeah, I yes. guess. <laughs> he just shoots it down right away. What? Dick. I like. The, I fucking like it. You I like think it's it? Great. Yeah. Do you think I'm still fuckable with this thing? I mean, <laughs> I'm okay, in a relationship. That was too much hesitation. That was too much hesitation. Yeah, I have that a means no. girlfriend, Katie. Obviously. I can't be like, yo, bitch, I'd hit it. What's up? Okay. Let me get it okay, that pussy. Okay, but you know what? I can still appreciate when there's some hesitation, sir. Your hair oh. would have nothing to do with me approaching you or not approaching you and trying to get in those panties. Okay. Clear DJ, that's not what I'm trying to fucking get at here. I'm trying to say I look like a butch dyke lesbian with this thing. Hold on. Actually, hold on. I got to see what I look like. So to... to you want to get... Oh, wait, actually, the side profile looks so good. I'm looking at myself from the side here. Yep, yeah, it looks amazing. Well, I think it looks way better than you realize. Number one, number two. Well, I I'm think just I'm butter because when I first got it, it uh-huh. looked so it was perfect, and no other hairstylist can get it as perfect as it was it as what it was when I first got well, what's it. What's different about it? Well, how, how was it different before? Okay, I think the thing that makes it different is the top. You can't really see because I have the headset on. But it's too bulky, like so. It's like shaved head. It needs to and come then, up higher on the sides. You mean? No, I'm saying that it needs to be shorter on the sides. I got clippers and guards. No, no, no. You're not a hair artiste. I am a hair artiste. I'm a street artiste. Street artiste. But either way, I mean, like I, I still think it looks good. I'm just saying, when I first got it, it looked perfect. I've been cutting hair for 25 years. Have you really? Yes. Why didn't you tell me that? You could have cut my mullet. I would have saved eighty dollars. So seriously i've been cutting hair for 25 years i know one haircut i put the smallest absolute guard on my clippers that fits and i shave my head that way that's yeah, how that's i cut fair. hair that's fair so yeah so this this doesn't happen by accident it's called balding yeah. <laughs> <laughs> heard that heard that you just mocking my baldness woman no I, you know me i love bald people actually yeah in hindsight I was going to say funny things, but I decided not to. Yeah, instead, you should... Oh, so Guru says you should be a swooper where you could tow it Okay, up. you know what? You know what, Guru? I'm trying to swoop, but it's not working. We can't be flying right now. What? Uh, Velo 79. I'm not flying it well. It's flying you. Flying it. No, I mean, I'm still flying it, but when I... Okay, this is why I'm bitter. Because when I left Spaceland three years ago... Three years ago? Sounds about Has right. it been that long? I think so. Wow. Two and a half, three years ago. I was on a Katana 107 and I was swooping that thing. I was fucking doing 270s. 
on the pond. I was fucking dragging toes and slaying hoes. It was sick. Oh, I moved in. And then, uh, then I got my comp <clears throat> Velo 84. And then I moved to precarious other situations where I just wasn't fun jumping as much. And then, I, so I pretty much stopped fun jumping for a while. And I stopped jumping my canopy for a while. And mm-hmm. then, then I just sort of stopped spooping. So, and, but, and so now I'm on a Velo 79, but, and I've started to do 270s again, but I'm not like, I'm not killing it like how it was, which is another reason why I'm excited to be back because we have the best swoop pond in the world. So I'm excited too. So I, I, I want to give you a little clarity of thought in, in this progression yeah, problem. Give it to me, baby. You're not tearing it up like you used to as, as part of your problem, right? Mm-hmm. I've also like you seen. You never really were tearing it up. Okay. You know what? I was <laughs> tearing it up. I don't know if you saw the videos that I posted on Instagram, KDP dot that's me, but uh, I was busting some pretty fat swoops, some boxer droppers, if you will. I know you tow it up one time. I tow. I oh, was there I for tow that. it up. I, I actually tow it up. Going through your, your God, I social still have media, a picture of your fucked up toe. There on was my a picture of her doing. Oh that. yeah, my toe. Oh, that's right. Okay, which wait, which toe were you talking about? The time where I Dallas. broke my toe. Are there pictures of oh, that yeah. on your Facebook page? Uh, yes. Well, of her. Hol- I don't. There's yeah, a picture I think on her Facebook the one page that you took of her holding her foot next yeah. to her head, yeah. which <laughs> immediately makes me want to date you. Because how did you get your foot next to your head? You know that baby bounce that I had was so good that it made my boyfriend at the time cry. He's a bitch. Hey, he's not. You I love shut him up. to death. So you shut yeah, up. yeah, no. Um, it was so funny though because you own that accident so much, dude. I was like, well, because at the time I was like. Oh yeah, this is gonna be the best sweep of my life. Fuck yeah, doom pounded in like oh no, like what, what's happened? <laughs> and yeah, but you but you had such a fun spirit about it. You were so like you. I Yo, think I'm you, gonna go ahead and say I swept the shit out of that saber two one twenty. I think you were the one who actually built it. I tow it up because you had broke your toe. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. I, oh yeah, that's right. I did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. I used to be funny. You thanks used for, <laughs> thanks for reminding me. You still are just the haircut alone. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, what are you digging into there? I'm trying to find the picture of her fucking toe. Oh, dude! So really, you're looking for a picture of her face with a foot in the yeah, screen. I'm, I'm 90 percent positive that I took that photo. Okay, and it's uh, really you did. Yeah, yeah, you did. I, at the Revolution Boogie. Yep, that's uh, that's when it was. Yeah, so you say I stalk people. I do cyber stalk people to get the pictures for this show. I stalk people, and you guys picked the worst photo of me ever so for this advertisement. A, I'm to very be clear, disappointed. I picked them. And B, I am not disappointed. What pictures did I choose? Okay, the last one in the bottom. The one with the bottom, gun? No, the one where I'm like pole dancing kind of. That was in China, actually. Yeah, I love the one of you pole dancing. Um, yep. I had a lot of different options to use. Um, I, I, I'm looking up which ones I used. So I had definitely had to use... Oh, I there was one of you looking super young with a gun in your hand. Uh, yeah, I don't I know. I almost used that picture, except for the picture of you geeking with your helmet on was worth it. So I always try to get a um, Puerto Rico. I always try to get a skydiving photo of any guest because ultimately we're a skydiving yeah. podcast, and that was a great one of you high fiving. Yeah, the, that's a good one. The base jumping picture I thought was well worth having of you getting thrown off. Man, I have wait um, not to uh, be like oh look at what a cool base jumper I am, but uh, did you guys watch the video of my most awesome base jump that I've ever done? Mm. <laughs> because if you haven't so he's I laughing you, at the picture i, I have up behind it. you right now yeah. <laughs> the oh yeah that's uh me in chile 
Ben Ben Ha Castillo. He showed us around. Me and Megan a really good time. Oh my God, squats! I call Meg squats. Oh my God, because her butt's so good, dude. Because that girl can we say, all appreciate Megan's butt, dude? A hundred percent, a hundred. Not squats. only is Megan the most perfect human being, arguably in the world, she also has one of the best butts in the world, and I want us all to appreciate that. I've uh, known that young lady since she was 18. and I know, it's amazing. She's grown so much. I'm so proud of the adult she's become. She'll never be an adult. I love you, Megan. She's always DLG to me, dirty little girl, and I'm always creepy old man to her. Yeah, well, you are creepy. Uh, thank you for not saying I was old. I appreciate that. I mean, I'll, that's I'll, already given. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't help it. No, it's not my fault you're old. I'm bald, and I have oh, gray beard. Hold on. I got to throw this picture up here, too, while we're reminiscing. Oh, Nick Watts. Birthday party and Adam Chamberlain's and Adam's birthday party. Birthday what a party good night. At McDonald's. Do what you, a good night with Billy Whitaker's. Do you know how much Carl, Carlos gets messages and phone calls because we gave out his number on the yeah, show? Yeah, he, he told me. Wait, today. does he really? Give out my phone number. Give out I, your I'm lonely. Don't I, could do that. Use, I could use some don't messages and calls. You just kidding. You don't want that. I'm just kidding. Carlos, just kidding. every so often. So Carlos was on the show and uh-huh. live took a phone call. I didn't call, see that one. And when he took the phone call, we shared his number. So Why? silly. Just for fun? Yeah, just for fun. So silly me took that as absolute permission to share Carlos's number anytime I want on the show. Of course. So a couple different times I've shared his phone number. It's been months now since we've done it. And he still, every now and then, gets a text message or a phone call asking him something that we told him to do. Like cool. he was, he's learned to pack. I don't know if you know that he packs. I saw that, and I was, I was going to mention it, but I got distracted. Yeah, I only had to teach him eight packing classes. Um, amongst the wait, other twenty, guys, he learned. I have to go pee go, again. Go pee again. Okay. Um, wait, can you appreciate my cover photo for a moment? What is your cover photo? It says, uh, "Katie, can't blame everything on your goddamn period," <laughs> and I want everyone to know how great it is. It's a beautiful picture. I know. Oh my god! Did you draw it? No. Then it doesn't count, dude. <laughs> she, uh, dude, Guru is something. Some we need to get Guru in town and have him on the show just so we can get a lot of yeah, hate mail. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, man, I love him a whole a whole bunch, dude. It, it's uh, I will say Guru is absolutely a polarizing character. Uh, some people hate him, and if you hate him, that's good for you. I love Guru to death. He is he, he is polarizing, but he's such a fun human being. And if you don't like him, you haven't gotten a chance to get to know him. And I really, truly believe that you you haven't got to know him because he's not as tough and, and grizzled as he acts. It's just a persona. It's it's just to to a point in act. So what are you looking at now? I'm still trying to find that same picture of her broken ass toe, man. So I, um, I I looked through her profile pictures. I looked for photos that she's tagged in. Look in her Instagram album. Okay. I I, I think that's how I found it. I'm not a hundred. Man, that was a quick wee. Yeah. Oh. Josh H., or I think it was, who said uh, he was ashamed that you don't like French. You should like French because their word for yes is wee wee. So, uh, yeah. You know, uh, so you know the comedian Chris D'Elia? Do you know yes, him? I know that comedian. Dude, I, lo- hey, I, I love- think I've, yeah, I've seen him live. Yeah, I love Chris D'Elia. He makes me laugh, but she does Chris D'Elia voices every now and then. Have you noticed that? Who's that? No. Uh, he, he's a comedian. He is, is. I, I don't know how to describe his brand of comedy. It's definitely different than almost any belts I've seen. And I got to see Chris. Uh, he was actually on a, that's the picture. It was Instagram? Is that where it was? It was Instagram. You were right. Katie, yeah. tell us how this happened to your toe. All right. So I was coming in, that's setting up for the biggest, fattest swoop of my life. You were the, 
there were a bunch on of a spectators out there, right? Everyone there was, was a bunch of spectators. Everyone was going to see how fucking it was, cool you are. Everybody was going to see how fucking rad I am. I set up for my biggest, fattest 90 of my life on my Sabre 2120. Uh, pulled on the front. Did a 90 degree turn. Oh, yeah. I'm fucking killing it. Coming in for the plane out. Oh, yeah. This is going to be the best fucking swoop of my life. Didn't realize I was just two, maybe three feet too low. Bam! Smashed in. I bounced, went back up, came back down, hurt my foot. It was such a... Now, that might not seem like that impressive of a bounce, but it was so impressive that it made my boyfriend at the time cry, which I think is pretty cool. And I really fucked up my leg. And then I went to the hospital. I was like, oh, my God. Wah, wah, my ankle. Wah, my foot. Oh, God, my leg. Oh, God, I'm hurt. <laughs> Turns out it was just my big toe. And then I was like, God damn it, I'm a pussy. But the nurse, she was very kind. She said, actually, there's more big, there's more nerve endings in your big toe than there is in the rest of your foot. So it's okay that you feel this way. And I was like, thank you. And that's the story. It's so dramatic and climatic and then just ends kind of like, yeah, so that's it. Yeah, so anyway, I broke my big toe and it was uh, traumatic. And then I was like, well, obviously I can't. It sucked because it came in the time where like, I was just starting to trust myself. I was just yeah. starting to be like, I know what I'm doing. Oh, I was complacency. Just, not complacency, <laughs> but like... I'm not going to say it was complacency. It was like I just started to get a sense of confidence of like, okay, I know what I'm doing. I can trust myself. I know the things that I'm doing to my canopy. Like, I'm fucking killing it. And then, yeah, it turns out I didn't know what the fuck I was doing at all. Unconscious incompetence. Yeah, so it sucked. Um, but So that was a nice little slice of humble pie. And, you know, that's what I love about life. It always gives you slices of humble pie. That's a, that's one thing I love about base jumping. Every time it's like, hey, you're fucking rad. You do something stupid, almost kill yourself. And you're just like, oh, no, that's right. You're a fucking idiot. So I want to I want to come back to base jumping in a second. But I love the end of that story is it was a piece of humble pie. And, and I, I think that happened at the Revolution Boogie, right? God, I want pie so badly. And that's right all before. I can think about. Right before. Oh, man. Yeah, because I, okay. I took the picture at So the I was there boogie. when it happened because I was there right before the Revolution Boogie. I remember... I want to say I remember being there, but you say you no, took a picture. No, you you were you guys came like the like two days later, the day or after, like the or day after or something. Like yeah, because you, you were just you could have been there before I was. Because Nick, if you if you Dallas with you, Nick, there was still no, no, blood on my stay, foot on that picture. I didn't stay yeah. for the Revolution Boogie. I I got there. Maybe it was. I maybe I showed up right after the Revolution Boogie. But it, I, I remember it just had happened. I was visiting to run a course, and um, it, it's. You, you absolutely, you were at a point of exactly where you were at. You were just starting to get to know what you were doing. You were just starting to get some consistency. And that is the most dangerous time of a swooper's Dude, life. I was like, I am the shit. I'm landing where I want to. I'm busted mega fat swoops. I'm fucking awesome. Your confidence really was in a place that was a little bit uncomfortable. And I think, I, I know I was ready at some point to say, hey, Katie, you're doing well think about some things i wanted to have a conversation with well, you what the hell you never had that conversation with me because i lived in houston i was That's coming fair. to dallas i showed up to dallas and you were already broken yeah okay. i That's assessed fair. your attitude while i was there and said That's she fair. doesn't need this conversation anymore uh yeah so no for real there, there was i'm very big on self-loathing um yeah it, but the thing is is people should be more self-aware and so a, when you're at that point no it is one of the most dangerous times and katie has absolutely pointed that out but then when you were done, you blamed 
nobody but yourself. Yeah. It's not because somebody else's pattern. It was all it's because, because of my traffic. swoop my swoop coaches. <laughs> <laughs> but it's DQ, so DQ, DJ Marvin, Blake Martin, all of you people, it's all your fault. <laughs> so honestly, if you listen to the advice we gave you, you would have hooked it in much harder, much lower. Yeah. We were trying to kill you. Yeah, sick. <laughs> yeah, turn until the ground gets big, let go. And then when the ground gets bigger, pull on those strapping yeah. things. Yeah. Um, no, but I, I love how you owned it. I love so many swoopers, and Nick's seen it. I've seen it. You've seen it now. Where, I've seen it. Oh, it's I've seen people traffic die now. didn't allow me to do it, or it's because Joe did this, or it's because the rarefied air molecules that I can't do my turn well. It's because oh fucking. Me. It's Gra- because I'm gremlins, stupid. man. That shit's real. The air gremlins. Gremlins. Do you know the rarefied rare molecules? I'll have to send you a video. A tandem instructor pounds in a student and explains it's because of airified, rarefied air molecules. It's just like the air gremlin. Man, video. there's nothing more than I love than pounding in tandem students. Let me tell you. In Mexico. In Mexico. Let me tell you. I know you don't mean that. I'm just kidding. How many tandems do you have now? Uh, like 1,200 maybe. Are you still current on tandems? I am still technically current. Uh, I mean, I've been working at a wind tunnel for a while, but that's another reason I'm excited to be at Spaceland because uh, I'll be able to come in every now and then and do some work and do you stay ever get current. weekends off? N- I don't on. ask for weekends weekends because um, I appreciate that it's difficult for tunnels to hire skydivers because they're like, oh, we only want weekends off and blah 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 blah. And I would rather that they hire, keep hiring skydivers and people that are passionate about the actual sport instead of just random fucking people. Um, and also, like, I don't really care. Like, I like I'm down to do a tandem. I still think tandems are super fun. Um, I'm still super down to do them. But like, for me, it's just like I, I don't really care. You know? Yeah. If I can do them, that'd be sick. If not, whatever. You just want to skydive one way or another. I really want to be able to skydive, yeah. So you got into base jumping. That's where we were going so towards, and we're turning into pumpkin time soon. So you you got into base jumping. When and what got you into jumping off of cliffs? So uh, I always thought base jumping would be cool, but I didn't think it'd be, like, cool enough to do it. You know what I mean? I was always like, okay, yeah, like, it's just like, whoa, like, fucking sick, man. And then I went to Moab. I've been going to Moab for a while, and... Um, one time I was there with our friend Nick Reyes. You guys know Nick Reyes? Who? Nick Reyes. Never heard of him. Some piece of shit. Don't worry about him. Uh, he has dreadlocks and he's also a piece of shit, but I love him. Um, and then that was the first time that I've ever seen bass jumping like live, like right in front of me. Like he, like he, we went to this cliff, he hiked up the cliff, he jumped off and I was like, holy fuck. And that was sick. And then we worked together in Puerto Rico and I was like, man, like, I think, like, I'm, I think I'm ready. Like, at that point, I'd already been speed flying. Um, I had, like, over 2,000 jumps. And I was, I was, like, started talking to him more. And I started just, like, hanging out with him more. And um, he had gear for sale. And I was like, you know what? Like, I think I want to start, like, I think I actually want to start trying to base jump. Like, it was just, like, one thing that randomly was just, like, I want to try this. Like, I want to do it. Um, and then I took a, a course and I was like, this is super fucking fun. And the, the thing that impressed me most about it was it wasn't, I thought it'd be really like, like I'm just fucking jumping off this thing, fucking sick. <laughs> but it was, it was super, it was way more mental and it was a way more. Um, I found it serene. 
Yeah, it was it was really it was really meditative. Like the yes. the pro, the whole process and get even just off of a sim, super simple ob- object like the bridge. Like is that where you, you learned? Yeah, that's where I learned the bridge. Um, you really have to prepare for it, and you have to think about all these different things. You have to put yourself in the right mindset, and it turns out that it's not just this adrenaline junkie type of thing. Like it's actually like you really have to. There's a lot more that goes into it. And the more that I start base jumping, the more that I'm like, holy fuck. Like, there's a lot more to this than just like, I'm an adrenaline junkie and I just want to fucking me. And this year I started doing a lot more terminal stuff. I did the learn to base jump course, which is the the best base jumping course. Who did you do it with? Dukes and uh, Christopher McDougal and Sam Hardy. They are the best. I cannot recommend their course enough. Like it is so comprehensive. They do such a good job of making you feel like an independent uh, base jumper that's capable of making their own decisions. Um, but anyway, like base jumping is super fun. I really want to love it. I want to take a second and, and focus on that serenity, that that mental image. Yeah, because I only have a handful of base jumps myself. I, I am what I will call a tourist. I will do the occasional trip to the bridge. I will at some point jump off That's of so a cool. big wall in like one of these foreign countries, but not anything crazy, just enough to, to enjoy the beauty and the nature of it all. Yeah. But uh, a buddy of mine and I, Jason, did our first base jumps together. And as he, he we, we got to the bridge, we got to the exit point, and our buddy Bart said, who's going to go first? And I don't care. If I go first, I rip the Band-Aid off and I go first. If I go second, I watch somebody go and I get to. Either way, there's an advantage to me. Mm-hmm. And immediately Jason goes, I'm going first. And he said later, he goes, I had to go. It was time. I'm like, yeah. bro, please go if that's important to you. And so as I'm watching Jason climb over the bridge, as I'm watching him prepare, I notice every time a truck drives by, <laughs> you feel that bridge shake. And I don't know if you've noticed that. It's tremendous. Yeah. And so now I'm thinking like, okay, and my, my palms are getting sweaty just now talking about it. Like I'm going to have to climb over this railing that's like over my belly button and I'm going to have to, and they're going to hold on and this bridge is shaking. And it, all these mental images went through my mind. And when Bart looked at me, and said, are you ready? I looked at him and I said, yes. And the minute and the moment I said, yes, everything disappeared. Mm-hmm. It was me, the bridge, the railing, Bart. Yeah, I climbed over cool. the railing. Nothing else exists. I stood there. I watched Evil Knievel's ramp because that's the same launch point. Yeah. Almost everybody's told to watch. Keep your head up. Watch Evil Knievel's ramp. And nothing existed. Um, I jumped. I landed. The next jump, I actually watched when somebody jumped, and everybody on the lake, I was like, yeah, I'm like, oh, that's so cool. I wonder if like somebody will cheer when I jump. They're like, they did it on your first jump. Bro. I'm like, well, they did. And dude, you've heard the cheering at the bridge. It's fucking loud. You know yeah. that. Yeah. Man, it makes I feel like rock star for sure. I love, I never heard it because I was always so <laughs> in tune with the moment. Actually, my last couple, I heard it. Well, I think bass jumping is really cool because it, it really brings up a lot of like, it forces you to deal with all of the emotional things that you're dealing with in yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's such intense, it's such intense feelings and it's such intense emotions that it forces you to bring up all these other things that you're like, wow, like I didn't even really realize that I was thinking about these things or that these things had like a contributing factor to my life, but like, holy fuck they do, you know? And, it's cool because it forces you to like reconcile with that in the moment because it's like, okay, well, now I need to deal with all these things and what I'm doing like right now because that's just what I have to fucking do or I'm going to die. 
And you say in the moment because sometimes it's just going to be in that moment. But if you're a wise and aware individual, you take that moment again later in life and relive it. Yeah, like uh, if you're like, like for me, base jumping has helped me in my life, like grow as a person in like a really uh, profound way that like I really wasn't expecting it to. Like, like you really have to take ownership. Like when you're when you start base jumping, like you're there's no rules. You know, there's nobody being like, hey, like you didn't do that right. Like there's it's like you have to do what you think is right so that you don't die. You know what I mean? Um, so it it really forces you to, to kind of take ownership of what you're doing. And and that in itself and like the basic essence of it, like bring can bring up a lot of like, holy fuck. Well, like if I got to take ownership, I got to think of this is that and blah, 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 blah. And like all this other bullshit that like it, it really brings to the surface. So then you can like later digest it and figure out how to properly deal with it. So it, it, it's a really interesting thing. And I'm, I'm very grateful that I've had it in my life. Like it's taken me to some really cool places. It's introduced me some, to some really cool people. And it's also introduced me to a lot, a, re- a lot of really interesting concepts that have helped me develop and grow as a person, I think. Which is cool. As much as we give base this credit, and and I will not discredit base and what it's given you, I have got to make sure, and I know you understand this, that you realize it's you as well. Because how many how many friends do we have who base jump who don't understand what you just said? Yeah, plenty. I I do believe a lot. I actually believe most of my base jumping friends understand. You know, like that's okay. Like if if base jumping is cool because it's your own fucking journey. Like if your own journey is to just fucking be be out there and be a fucking mad sick, then good for you. But like, I really don't think it's okay. I'm not going to argue with that person. I'm not going to deal with that person. If you're going to be that twat, then that's your decision to be. And I'm and it's not my place in life to tell you how to live yeah but i will tell you you katie are allowing yourself to become a better person allowing yourself to grow allowing yourself to be more aware through it those other people think their life is becoming better and and it probably is but if they took the introspection you have god how much better would their life be yeah i've become a lot more introspective over the years yeah i don't know if it's good or bad but I think it's good with what you do with it, and it's up to each person. Um, I don't want to say any names in this next couple conversations. Say some names. Say some names. No, 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 because... Let's roast these motherfuckers. Like some of the best, uh, uh, some of the best, um, what is it called? Publicity is bad publicity, Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to give you any publicity. You don't deserve it. But there (laughs) there are people out there in the base world and skydiving world who are trying to make a name for themselves through different aspects. And I very specifically think of a couple of skydivers and base jumpers who are trying to make themselves social media stars. And I'm not going to say that's wrong. You don't need, it's okay that you want to make yourself a social media star, social media outlet, whatever. Um, But man, are you really doing it for the right reasons? Are you really allowing yourself to grow and be a better person? I, I even hear and see some of these people talk about how they are in these great places and how they understand so many things. But from the outside looking in, I'm like, you're an idiot. Yeah. Um, now, now, some well, of these people the are thing. doing great too. Like, honestly, it's a really fucking stupid thing to do. It's really stupid and it's really selfish, you know? <laughs> So it's like, well, within like, limits, it what is. Are you, what are you doing it for? I, I don't, I agree with you for the most part. Uh, skydiving is the same way, but it's it the same way. It's stupid and be, it's selfish, you know, but it's fucking awesome. At the it, same it, time. it can be, but are you taking the right precautions, the right approaches to make it as, le- to make it less selfish, to make it less dangerous, to allow it to be more of an asset to your life than a detriment to your life? Yeah. Um, 
I recently, one of our fans, fans of our show, a guy named Paul, who's done a handful of tandems. What's up, Paul? How you doing, bro? Uh, Paul is, I don't know if he's listening right now, but he Hi, will. Paul. Um, Paul, Paul uh, sent me a personal message talking about, uh, thank you for what we do. I've only got to do tandems. My wife is curious about me skydiving. She's kind of apprehensive. So they came out to the drop zone uh, this past Saturday and spent like an hour with me letting me show, like she asked all the questions she wanted. I showed her around the DZ. My first, he said, how do you, how, how should I convince my wife who won't let me jump? I'm like, have you ever brought her to the drop zone and watched people skydive? He said, Jumper, no, bitch. Oh dude, she's a super <laughs> nice lady. Um, she when when Paul invited her, her out, um, she came out the first time he invited her. She came out. She stayed open-minded. She watched people land. She let me show her. She asked questions like, what about this? Are things certified? What's the legal processes? What's a training program? And she walked away and told him, man, it would be great when you can jump. Uh, uh, so we had to talk about the dangers, the inherent problems. You have a kid. You have a wife. You're scared of jumping for these reasons. They're scared of you, man. These are the things we do to make it not a fully selfish sport. Yeah. I Honestly, I really don't think skydiving's that dangerous. I don't think it's selfish, and I don't think it's dangerous. If you take the safety processes we have in place Just and don't the be a dickhead, safety you know? gear we have in place, it's dangerous as fuck. Yeah. It really is. It's the safety processes and the safety gear that we have today that the, I agree with you doesn't make it as dangerous. Yeah, but it's like you have to do parachutes. Don't be a dickhead and just land appropriately and you're going to be fine. Yeah, to, to a point because you, you say that, but years ago they had two parachutes and they follow those rules and tons more people died than they do today. Yeah, but that was like now we know better. You know, don't turn I mean, low. Do we? How, how many new people have come into the sport in the last five years? Um, we're getting in an interesting area. Yeah. How often have you had to have a conversation with a new jumper like, hey, you shouldn't do this. I'm not doing this to tell you That's you fair. can't That's do it. Fair. I'm doing, I'm telling you it's because I hurt you myself. Know, honestly, uh, to, this year was the first, well, last year. Last year was the first year that I've actually witnessed somebody die. And it was insane. Are you Sounds willing to sh safe. share the story? Yeah, it was fine. It was the last load of the season. We were jumping into the party, and he fucking kept turning, and then boom, turned on the ground, and that was, that was it. How did that hit you? Okay, I am a person that's. Uh, How well did you know this person? I knew him pretty well. I mean, like it, it was, it was effective. It was definitely like holy shit, like that happened. It was definitely, definitely killed the vibe of the party, because uh, <laughs> of the closing party, if you will. Yeah, yeah. But like it, like it was the it was the first time that I've ever witnessed any anything happen, like personally with my own eyeballs. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's different. It's real. It's different, and I it it, it affected me, but it was definitely like I, I'm pretty morbid. You know what I mean? Like I think that the only truth to this life, I think there's only one truth to life, and that's that you're gonna fucking die. Man, that's the only that's the only reality of life. It's We're gonna, gonna end. If, yeah, like everybody dies, and like yeah. so for for me, I was like, okay, well, like he's just dead now, and like that just sucks. But it was definitely uh, made it awkward for the whole vibe of the party because it was the the closing party was that night. And so it it back it back to it, it's inherently dangerous. I, I, I Nick, have you watched somebody die skydiving? It's a horrible question, but yeah, I have. And how did it? How was your experience? What did it do for you? Man, it made it uh, very real for me. Yeah, that I mean, it, it's like. You know, you can kind of get to the point where you feel like a superhero and that you're not, you know, that you're invulnerable to, to everything that's going on. 
It's like, oh, I planned this and oh, I planned that. And then you see someone with a huge level of experience. The first person I saw die was in, in Eloy, someone doing a, a big turn. Who was it? Like some, I, some I, big I did not. I had, I had 70 jumps at the, at the time. Oh, okay. And uh, two people went in, in in two days at the the holiday boogie. Uh, this must have been like two thousand. Two people in two days. Yeah. What was happening? Uh, low, low turns. One of them was a low turn who uh, collided with someone. Oh shit! And uh, luckily, the yeah. person who made the mistake was the one who died. The other person did go to the hospital, but they survived. And then the next day was someone doing a, a big turn and made a turn too low to avoid the person that they saw last minute Oops. and continued to turn themselves into the ground. And I saw them out there doing doing CPR on this person. Dang. Was that when you... Wait, was that when you had the, those big earlobes in your ear? That was back then? I yes, saw man. a video. Honestly, I saw that, uh, like, the promo or the, the video of that event, and I saw you in it, and I was like, oh, my God, I think that's Nick Watt. For what event? Uh, you said there was a holiday boogie, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh. I'm pretty sure I saw like the uh, like event video for that, and I Weird. was like, "Is that Nick a lot?" I was like, "What is he doing in Eloy?" Like, man. So just kind of like in the background of something. Yeah, yeah. Like, you there, were in the there, background there of something. There was a documentary that was I don't. It oh no, no, no. That's what it was. It was a documentary about some paralyzed kid. Yeah, that's the one. And there's a yeah. shot of me from behind. I'm wearing a purple shirt, and you see. Yeah, my and you had those right? big old earlobes. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. What is this video? I don't remember what the documentary is, but it's about this guy who, um, Jared, do you, Martin. I don't know. I don't know what his last name uh, is. Skydiver wheelchair. Yeah, skydiver yeah. wheelchair, yeah. and then he fucking. You know, interesting. I uh, I found him on Tinder. Tinder actually. <laughs> I found him on. No. what was it Bumble? Bumble, yeah. Is that, cool. uh, am I getting that right? Grinder, what is the a guy? Grinder, it was a grinder. Okay, yeah, <laughs> it's all right. I, I, it's not that I'm not gay; it's that I'm old and don't know dating apps. Yeah, That's cool. all it is. Cool. Um, man, back to the, the sport really is inherently dangerous. I remember I had about 150 jumps when I watched somebody with a mal who should have cut away spiraling and basically hooked it in through a spiral. Oops. Um, it was crazy because as she hit, there's no question in your mind that she's going to be dead. Um, Jarrett, Jarrett right. Martin, right? Martin, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you're in that documentary. Sky Nicola. High, the true story yeah, that's of a it. paraplegic skydiver. That's yeah. it. Yeah. You know, I I met a, another uh, uh, paralyzed girl that skydived, Andrea, and she's fucking badass. Like she's still jumping. She's gonna compete in the Olympics for kayaking. And we went roller skating with her. We like held her hips while she roller skated around. It was like super fucking cool. I love people like that who don't have a problem and see it as a problem. They just see it as a different way to live. Um, I don't think they don't see it as a problem. I think they're just well, fucking dealt with it. The, it's the, like, okay, well, yeah. I'm fucking paralyzed now. They, they don't see it as a, 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 as an obstacle. They don't see it as yeah. a stopping point. They see the obstacle, well, they like see the what, stumbling what block, else, but they overcome it. What else it. can you do? Just like wang, and cry about exactly. it? Exactly. Wallow like, in your own fucking pity. Yeah. Congratulations. What? Uh, God damn, I'm trying to think of his name. I, I could tell you his name if we weren't having this conversation. Was on the show. We flew in the tunnel with him. He's got a name that he, he's... Oh, God. I, damn he, it. You would, I would have known it, too, if you didn't mm-hmm. just put me on the spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Panama City kid. Super good God, dude, man. Not, Fuck. Is it, is it Jared? It's not Jared. No. Dude, I had so much fun flying in the tunnel with that kid. Um, I had to wear, like, the shack suit because he is... Is he tiny? Um, well, he's paralyzed below the waist. Um, Who is... Oh, is it Jed? Or Judd? 
Judd. Judd. You that's, are there. Exactly yeah, yeah. Him. Aaron Diggins friend. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Dude's oh, buddy. That's how we yeah. got to know him. And so he was here. We had him on the show because he that's had cool. a hook turn accident, broke himself. And he said, you know, basically from the fire rises the phoenix is not what he said, but that is what I'm going to describe. Yeah, you know what? You describe it. What? From the fire? Describe it, yeah. That's the description. From the fire rises the phoenix. And it was so cool because A, he got up, not literally, (laughs) he got up. (laughs) Because it's paralyzed. He is fighting every day. He skydives, he does things, he's rehabbing, he's pushing as far and as hard as he can in this world. Nick and I, I'm so, I feel so lucky that he hadn't flown in the tunnel since his accident. And the first chance he got to fly in the tunnel, Nick and I got to be there to share that experience with him. Cool. And to watch his face. And at some point he asked, and best part, we go to the tunnel, the fucking stupid tunnel instructor, because all tunnel instructors are stupid. The stupid instructor who was there that day said, bro, I'm from the same drop zone as him. They hooked up as homies. They who hung was it? out. Who was I can't tell you. Come wasn't on, it just say. No, it wasn't Sveven. Sveven, I think, was there. Oh, it was uh, someone who doesn't work there anymore. Yeah. Uh, oh, shit, I'll, it'll come to me. No, it's way no. before that. No, but so this guy actually asks, can I be the instructor on that rotation? And nobody even tried to argue with God, him. Tyler, maybe? Tyler. And so who, it's so- who that? You you don't. He's from uh, Panama City area, Florida. Uh, at some point, uh, Judd's like, "Yo, can I do some barrel rolls in the tunnel?" We ask uh, yes. Tyler. Tyler's like, "Well, we're gonna do it this way." So we we said yes. So Judd held my hands and we did barrel rolls until I looked at Tyler and Tyler goes, "Let it go." And dude, I, I at at that point I let him go. He did some barrel rolls. I ran out, asked for the door to open, got the biggest fucking suit I could, went in and flew with this kid, dude. I love Judd is such a a good spirit and the Judd, perfect yeah. example. Fucking fight, don't be a bitch. Yeah, exactly. D and B's, don't be a do nothing bitch. Exactly, man. That's I don't like you, who quoted that. Though. That's what you got to do. Like you just got to keep doing what you want to do. And no, that, mat- no matter what happens, like, and that that's why I'm stoked to be in the tunnels. Like now I'm. I'm stoked to be doing like entering the sport in this different type of way. And I think that's fucking cool. Harry Potter got Harry his name. Pa. It's Jared F. Martyr. And Jared's actual dad, Brent, is on the board of directors for USPA. They're, they're, he's based yeah, out of Hawaii. They're like big, uh, big in the sport. I'm yeah. Sure. I've met Jared actually. He's pretty cool. I know his dad. I've met his dad. I've not met him um, that I can remember. But the man, like, so Anna, I'm curious if I've met Anna because they had their... Anna Moxus? Yeah, they've had their camp here years ago. If they she had was, a camp here? Uh, So not her. The, the, remember, the Skywalkers. The Skywalkers, a Norwegian group. That, there yeah, was, because they were really big into Anomaly. And Jed, Jed was telling me that they were big into Anomaly, and so they had Trent come and, like, go train them. Mm-hmm. And they, I'm sure they came here for some, but like, oh man, was she jumping team. back then? So back to it, we we just don't know who's connected. Man, I got to. So I, I'm pretty sure Mox was a part of the sky. I don't know. I don't fucking know. Anyway, I love Norwegians. I cannot I blame them. you, girl. So this is one of the most common things we have on this show, and you will epitomize this next statement. Yeah, we are out of time. Me. We cool. have to do this again together. Okay. We have to. I mean, like, I, I, you, you have. I been, don't even feel like time has passed. It's been just over two hours. It's been two hours wow. and uh, twenty minutes ballpark. <laughs> okay, uh, two hours and ten it. minutes, rather ballpark. <laughs> um, I'm sorry to all you listeners. <laughs> <laughs> don't be sorry. I'm, I'm so pleased with the level at which you brought it. We needed. So this I didn't even Great bring job. it to any level. 
I didn't get to sell um, I mean, any of my grotesque baby stories. pacifiers and blowjobs <laughs> and that being a pretty direct connection and someone assaulting you in the face with their penis multiple times. Okay, you, I cannot wait for you to guys to ask Roy. You guys have to have Roy on the show. Still fuckable with a bullet? And then I mean, I'm not going to put him on the spot. But no, no, no. Ask him up. about like, Roy, we heard that you're uh, you've got a big dick. Dude, Can I will go grab that, that thing. I don't give a shit. Dude, grab honestly, you wouldn't expect it. You just wouldn't expect it, but he's got like a foot long penis. That's Man, amazing. So and it has some weight good for to him. It. I'm gonna see Roy yeah. this weekend, and I've never had this thought or this concern. Please but ask now him about it. I'm Please gonna walk up to Roy and just look down at his crotch. Like I'm gonna like try to keep my, his eyes are up here. Ask him about it. His eyes are in, in the right environment. Big, big I will. <laughs> I uh, okay. Later on, I'm gonna show you guys a, a video of what's happened with the big dick Roy thing. But it's amazing. <laughs> so, guys and gals, as we get moving out of here, KDP, anything else you want to share, say, or tell this world that okay, we probably shouldn't? Okay, so, uh, Scott Spaceland, Spaceland Strong, if you guys want some tunnel coaching, holler at me. 200 bucks an hour. For real, Katie's a phenomenal coach. I'm going to go on a quick rampage, a uh, quick <laughs> fucking soapbox. Spaceland Strong, I want to tell a, a brief story because I think it's relevant today. Yeah. Years ago, a guy at the drop zone tried to pull one over on Manifest. They tried to basically like what? steal what from the do? DZ. What did they do? This person showed to up to do? the DZ. His rig was out of date. His rig was out of date. The manifester at the time, a young lady named Paula, now Richardson, Paula Ursid, Paula. Uh, says, hey, bro, your rig's out of date. He takes it to the rigger. So he now has to jump a rental rig. He does. Paula A is the person who called him out. B manifested him. C watched him walk in with a rental rig. He comes to pay out. He only tries to pay for the jump. She goes, no, you had a rental rig. He argues with her. And if you know Paula, I love her. She's a sweetheart. And you really, really probably don't know this unless you've been Paula. an asshole. You don't cross Paula. Spicy bean dip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spicy. She's not spicy at all. So if you've never crossed her, you wouldn't believe it. But if you've seen her be crossed, don't fuck with my girl Paula. Yeah, you best not she fuck will with punch that your kneecaps. So Paula goes on Facebook that night and says, somebody tried to do this. You don't steal from skydivers. You still don't steal from your friends. You don't do this. We're skydivers. We're a community. We're family. And she preached the family and the community of the sport and yeah, the honesty and the integrity. Right. And at the end, she says, we are Spaceland Strong. And the next morning was born the hashtag. And if Space you don't know, strong. hashtag Spaceland Strong, that's where it came from. I tell that story because I really want to briefly, again, I am not going to give you any negative notoriety or any negative fame. Space on um, Anybody who is out there putting down people, you need to bring awareness of some of these shitbags. So if there's shitbags out there, I'm not going to say the names. You can continue doing it. But if you're out there ripping off the fucking sport, know we're close, know we're small, know there's only 30,000 or less of us in the United States. We all know each other. We will all get to know each other. Every manufacturer knows yep. your fucking mm -hmm. names. We are skydive mm -hmm. strong. This community, right. don't fuck God with us, motherfucker. Right. Mm -hmm. We are family. We love each other. I am sorry. Nick knows where this rant and rampage is going. And fuck you if you want to fuck with my family. That's all I got. Is Mr. P. phone making that fucking is. noise? Yo, uh, how, how drunk are you? Okay, excuse me. I'm not drunk. I'm trying to find the <laughs> song that we made. Excuse me, I'm Mr. P. This is a song that was made for Oh, Big no, Big I found a song. It's right here. Damn. It's that. It's that hesitation. Nope, it's not playing. Play, play it on my microphone. Could you hear it? Oh, oh wait. Could you hear I it? Could hear it. 
Yeah, you hear it? Well, it's too late. I hear it. I hear it. You hear it? You know what I that means? It. I hear it. It I means it. Gravity Lab Radio, Blue Skies. Woo! We Thank are you, everybody. drunk. Yay! Katie, Katie, I'm going to have to insist that you sleep on the couch. Uh, suck my dick. Take the slot. I would love that. How big is it? About as big as Roy's. Jesus, I can't <laughs> handle that. Shout out to uh, Performance Designs. Shout out to uh, Velocity Sports Equipment Velocity Options Studios. Sp- yep. Creative. And the Rating Center. And the Rating Center, what's up? Is it over? That was cool. Did you hit we'll stop yet? Nope, not yet. Are we still recording? How do you end this thing? Goodbye, world.